Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. And now a word from our sponsors. Yes, we got sponsors. First up, Foo Wax. The best wax in the game. This stuff is so sticky and grippy, you'll never slip off your stick again. Ever. Ever. Again. So go to your local surf shop. And, and make sure they carry it. And if they don't, demand it. Demand it. You'll be stoked. Try it out. Our next sponsor, Bonsai Bowls. Oh. I know a lot of our listeners have, have had one of these. And if they haven't, they're going to now. They're missing out. They're missing out. It's a healthy, delicious, amazing, fresh Asahi bowl with tons of fruit and organic like ingredients. They've got five locations Thanks in Southern California, in. Huntington, the San Clemente, and all in between. Please give us a five-star rating. Hawaii, and Hawaii for that, those thanks. on the North Shore. Good friends, James and um, you know, come awesome support these guys. They have Justin amazing, amazing Asahi bowls, and they support the West Coast Board Riders and a lot of the surf events up and down the coast. And they've made it a lot easier with to get them. They've got their own app now. That's right. Go to your app store and download Bonsai Bowl app, and you can pre-order, prepay, and just go pick up. Cut cut through the line. And for our listeners of the Late Night with Chalky podcast, you're going to get 15% off your next bowl. A 15% discount off yes. Bonsai Bowls. That's insane. Um, so make sure to mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast, and you get 15% off That's at right. Bonsai Bowls. And one of our other favorite restaurants. Oh! Caliente, Caliente OC. Caliente Southwest. Dot com. They offer healthy Mexican style food with local uh, organic ingredients. Family owned. Family owned. Their phone number is 949-515-0909. And our listeners get 15% off there as well. Yeah. So mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast and get 15% off at Caliente OC. And both these guys are great at catering events. So you could use them for a shop event, corporate event, birthday event, wedding, all of the above. They love to party. And last but not least, we are super stoked to welcome Oloclip as a new sponsor of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. What is Oloclip? Uh, They make the original mobile lens system for your phone. So these can make clips that hold the lenses, the cases that are designed to make it really easy to get the clip on the phone. So check them out at oloclip.com. And for all the Late Night with Chalky podcast listeners, they get 10% off. That's, that's huge. Huge. So at checkout, the code is SURF10. That's S-U-R-F, the 10. number 10. And you get 10% off Oloclip. And you guys got to check check out our Instagram. We're going to be posting pictures with these wide, in, wide lens uh, angles, uh, fish eye all kinds of cool like photo options with your phone and for you uh rich dudes out there like late night they do make cl- uh, <laughs> lenses for iphone 11s what what epic thank you sponsors thank you friends and family brothers and sisters welcome to the late night with chalky podcast welcome we're sitting here with a good friend who owns an amazing restaurant chain 
some of the most delicious asahi bowls on the planet. Mr. Joe Bard with Bonsai Bowls. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me. Nice, nice. We love um, it. We're here in Costa Mesa uh, in, what would you call this room? What's Is this the green room? The conference room. The conference room. It's, it's uh, a nice little compound in Costa Mesa, home of Bonsai Bulls. So, Joe. Jump in right away. We're going to jump in right away. <laughs> okay, bring it on. Uh, where and when did you start surfing? So, I started surfing in seal beach at the age of nine years old nice nice yeah so where uh where'd you grow up where were you from i (laughs) i which one first i want to hear more about like nine years old and i grew up in seal beach and i didn't grow up in seal beach okay you started surfing there yes so i'm originally from whittier whittier and i got i you know i'm one of five kids and i have two family two older brothers and I basically was a skate rat my whole life growing up as a kid. And uh, my older brothers got me into surfing around eight, nine years old. Nice. They, nice. We would go straight down the 605. It'd take about 25 minutes. And we'd be in Seal Beach. Nice. Yeah. You Wait. started crabs, north Crabs. Side. Yep. Started yeah. surfing crabs in the river. You know, I remember I was like... You know, surfing crabs, looking out at the river, going, man, do I really want to paddle all the way over there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of intimidating when you're a kid because it's like... nine years old? Yeah, you got that, like, yeah. Yeah. The the crossing. It is. And, you know, you can get a current depending if the tide's changing or not. Yeah. Yeah. Did you boogie board first or... No. Straight into surfing? Just straight into surfing. My, you know, my older brother... Actually, my first surfboard was a twin fin rock and fig. Nice. Wow. Awesome. And it was gray. I remember it. Do you have From, it? Uh, garage I wish I did. Uh, I'm so bummed. I do too. I wish I kept some of my... I wish I kept it, but, you know, I, I know I sold it to upgrade, you yeah. know, That's to another nice. board. Yeah. Um, did you get it from a garage sale or... Hand me down? No, I actually got it from... Man... I don't know. I either got it from Rock and Fig or I got it from Chuck Dan. Yeah, yeah. One of those two, back in the day, because I mean they they were you know there was always moving around all the shops right there on Fifth Street between Fifth and yep. Main. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Hand me downs usually. If you have older brothers, you know, typically you would probably get a hand me down, but they had a good selection of like secondhand or used yeah. boards. Like that was probably you know right up your alley. It was. I was so you you were a little skate rat. Yes. So did you skate skate parks and stuff back then too? Yeah. Was there any skate parks back then? Yes, there was. There was a Skate City in Whittier. Okay. And uh, I was a street skater. I grew up working. I actually didn't get paid working there. I got paid in product, but there was a skate shop called uh, Skate Cafe. Skate Cafe. Skate Cafe in Whittier. And, you know, it was right down the street from my house. And I was there literally every day after school, the weekends. You know, when all the big name guys would come in, Guerrero, Hawk, Cab, Hussoy, all these guys would come in. I was. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued, 
at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Right there. Nice. Like in the mix. I put decks together. Whatever I did, you know, the guy paid me in product. That was your first job in... That was like my first, like, in... In the industry. Like seeing the industry, yeah. Yeah. Sick. Absolutely. That's where you got to start. I, I, I cleaned boards at Robert August for, for jams lunches and yeah yeah and product <laughs> totally yeah it's awesome. My first job was at Bullet. No way. At Seiko. That is yeah yeah that when is it was so on funny. Bolsa and Heil. Wow. A long ass time ago. That is a long time ago. <laughs> you know I worked for Seiko. No. Did you know that? No. Yeah, I worked with Ed and I kind of vaguely remember, but and no. Shauna, you know, was in there. Yeah, I worked at Seiko for couple years the one on main street on main street oh okay so cool was that okay let's go back let's uh surfing so so surfing um it took over skateboarding or did you just hand in hand you know what i i i don't know i had i kind of how can i say you know i grew up obviously i didn't grow up around here i grew up in a little bit rougher yeah of an area same here bro so it was kind of like I was on the streets all day, every day. I was skateboarding all day, finding new skate spots. And then my br- oldest brother, he would literally, you know, hit me up after school or, you know, when he's getting off work and be like, dude, I'm picking you up. Let's go. We're going to Seal. And I'd be like, all right, let's go. So I actually remember surfing crabs. And I don't know why, but I told myself, if I can paddle into a wave and catch it and stand up, I'm going to surf the rest of my life. <laughs> and I remember I paddled I out there. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I paddled out and I kept trying to catch waves, kept trying to catch waves. You know, why I see my brother off in the river, you know, surfing in the river, you know. And, yeah. and uh, Well, your brother's pretty good. They were all right. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I mean, they were all right. Yeah, yeah. They definitely can stand, do turns, you know. Yeah. But, uh, and I remember I caught a wave at Krabs and I stood up and I just, I was all by myself and I remember like, oh, this is it. Now yeah. I know surfing's for me. Yeah. That's awesome. You know? And yeah. I was just psyched. I got the, I got the buck. That's, yeah. you yeah. know, it, it happens. Took, Cause I, I started off being a skateboarder too and boogie boarding a little bit, boogie boarding a lot, but skateboarding was like my main thing. And then when I found surfing, it was like, fuck, this is the best thing ever. And I didn't really, I, I tried to surf crabs and I was okay. I kept falling. I, <laughs> was, I was having a really hard time. And then one day at Bolsa Chica, I was riding a purple like lightning bolt. Purple though. Sick. And uh, kind of like the boards that's here right now. But uh, I stood up and fucking, you know, this one session, I distinctly remember my sister took me and my friends to Bolsa, 
And I remember just, it, it clicked. Like, I knew how to do it all of a sudden. I was like, what the fuck? This is how it's done? Yeah. You know, stood up and just go, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. Down the line, I'm just like, wow, this is it. I'm fucking doing it finally. It, it's so easy so. to get, like you said, the bug. I, I tell my kids, I'm all, it's like free roller coaster rides, you know, because every wave is <laughs> like, you know, you could go fast, you could wipe out, you know, like not that you wipe out on a roller coaster, but you just get that rush, you know. I'm like, you could just nonstop. You want to go all day? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So did you ever get into competition with skateboarding or surfing or? So when I was a kid, I actually did some castle. Oh yeah. You know, contests. Yep, yep. And I, I don't know, I, I probably did maybe a handful of them, you know, and then I realized like I was more of a street skater, you mm -hmm. know, because I liked just skating. I mean, I was from Whittier and I would skate to Huntington Beach or Seal Beach. <laughs> yeah. Wow. On my skateboard. I yeah. would either take... Take the bus and then skate. I, would, I skate. would literally like ride my bike down this road called Lambert to Harbor. And I would literally go to Harbor and either catch a bus or I would skate until the bus would catch me. So I would keep going. You're like, I'm not waiting bus for this bus. I'm just going to hit, friends. hit yeah. features all the way down Yeah, it like catches up. Yeah. I don't think kids do that anymore, right? <laughs> they don't. I don't think so. No, they have know. dads and moms that Uber them around. <laughs> yeah. Hands up right Life's now. too easy now. Yeah. Life's way too freaking easy. You know, everything's easy. at your fingertips. So, so... Road, right. Roads are dangerous though, you guys, with all the like crazies and things yeah. and stuff. So I, I prefer not to have them on the street. That's true. Do you know... Teppy Benjamin's from uh, Whittier? I don't know Tep. Okay, never mind. Mm, no. He might be from La Habra. Yeah, somewhere yeah. more, more. He's he's another guy from that area that okay. I thought you would know. And he worked at Surf and Sport too with us a while back. Hmm. But um, so surfing, skateboarding, take us to how you found your way in the industry. Well, this is funny, Jay. I told you there was a good story about you. Uh-oh. <laughs> So it's a good story. Nice. You don't know this story. <laughs> but so, you know, I, you know, left home at an early age. I Kicked out or uh, ran away or? More ran away. Okay. And uh, I left right before I turned 17 years old. And I was like, I'm moving to Huntington. I had some friends down there already. I knew some people and I was like, I'm going to go. Yeah. And you graduated already or no? No. Damn, dude. And so, Fucking little rebel. rebel. Yeah, I had my 19... Joe Rebel Bart. I, I, I had my 1971 VW bus, dude. I could do That's anything. It. Yeah, so anyways, uh, I moved down to Huntington, and I remember I stayed on a couch and paid 100 bucks a month, you know, <laughs> for a couch. And, and I was like, I'll do that, you know. And then I got a job at Seiko, okay. you know. Well... I got a job at Seiko way later. I was at Seiko and then I was at the closet. Yeah. You know, with Billy. Yeah. And, but when I was at Seiko, I had a blast. It was great. Ed is stand-up guy. I mean, loved working with Ed and Shauna's great, you know. And uh, and then, I in the evenings, I would get off of work at Seiko. And if you remember where Wind and Sea moved in on the corner right there, I believe it was Olive and, and Maine. Yeah. You know, do you remember Jack had wind and sea right there yeah, for a yeah, while? Yeah. Then I would leave Seiko and go work with Jack. And dude, I was like a grom, bro. And he'd send me right to the liquor store, bro. And be like, 
he loved he loved Heineken's. That was so his amazing. Beer. And he would send me to go get Heineken's, you know, and he'd call the liquor store and tell him, Hey, Joe's coming to get me some beer. Which sailing? What's uh what what liquor store? Um was it what's the one on It's 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 right across the street. Yeah. What's the name of it? I'm drawing a blank. It's, it's like right across the street from Seiko, right yeah. next yeah. to what, it was like the... Mr. Liquor Store Man is what I used to call him all the time. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it was basically like caddy yeah, corn. Coaches. Yeah. 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 It's where coaches go now, right? Yeah. yeah. And the guy like that started coaches worked at that liquor store. He's oh, like no one way. of the kids, yeah. Oh, what a trip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I would walk... Get old boy network, like delivery delivery. Absolutely. Pickup. You know, and I'd walk over there and pick up his sixer and he'd throw me one and... We so, keep working. <laughs> so you worked at Seiko in the day and yeah. then worked Wind and Sea at night. Yes. Okay. And I did that. I was doing that for... Just working the floor. Yeah. So, so I mean, back then you got, you know, you got money for selling surfboards. You yeah. know, you made a commission. Yeah. yeah. So Ed at the time gave you 10 bucks for a shortboard and I believe 20 or $25 for a longboard. Nice. Right? And so my whole thing was... So Ed was like, "Hey, if you sell over a seven zero and up, you get twenty bucks or twenty five bucks." So everybody was buying longboards. I was putting. I was putting. So you were the fucking problem. No, I was putting everyone in seven zero. Too small, up, man. And I was telling them go towards like if you surf between Golden West and Seventeenth Street, it'd be perfect for you. Yeah, that's okay, way, way more waves on this yes, board. The wood of the lineup got filled up with longboards. Oh, man. It was hilarious. Hey, you got to make a buck. But, so anyways, how I got in the industry is, you know, there was this, I I haven't seen this person in a long time. Last time maybe was like three, four years ago down in Encinitas, but her name was Kathy Quintana. I don't know if it rings a bell. Quintana sounds familiar. She used to judge surf contests, and she did NSSAs and South Coast Surf Series Mm. and all these events, right? And I'd always see her out at Northside, you know? And one day, she just powered up to me and she said, hey, wonder if we can talk for a minute. You know, I wanted to talk to you about something. I was like, okay. But she goes, well, yeah, she was like, (laughs) well, you know, um, I want to see if maybe you'd be interested in judging surf contests. And I was like, what? Recruiting. Why? I'm all, why? I've never judged a contest. And she goes, I don't know. I just like your demeanor, and I and if, you know, if you want, I can train you, and I and I can teach you. And hmm. I was like, wow. Can I make okay. some money at this? Yeah, <laughs> was she, was she exactly. <laughs> yes, she okay. was older, and you know, I was like, wow. And she's like, yeah, and you know, you'll make money. It's basically what, Saturday were you, and Sunday. Were you like 18, 19 years old, or what? Oh man, I was seventeen, eighteen at wow. this time. So yeah, early still on. Young. Yeah, still okay. young. So Seiko, Wind and Sea. Judging. Judging on the weekends. Yeah. And so the funny thing is, Hustler. though. Hear that, kids? Hustler. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is, though, actually, Jay, the first time she told me to meet her, you know, at Tower 4 on Northside, she was like, meet me here, and we're just going to watch guys, you know, that surf, and I'm gonna, we're going to judge them. So I met her at Tower 4. I'm in this four. bright pink or green suit. <laughs> I met, I was, yeah, we're at Tower 4, and it was so funny. Jay, you were walking out, and she was like, Joe, this is perfect. You know, Jay is a good surfer. He's a local guy here. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who he is, you know. I've seen him. I see him around. He's and a she was like, 
Yeah, she's like, so let's, you know, he's going to be perfect. We're going to watch him, watch every wave and like judge his waves. You know what I mean? And I remember, I was like, funny is this? I saw, I'll I'll never forget actually, I saw Jay come up, smack it and do like a layback (laughs) and, 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 you know, pull it. Larson. And I was, I was like, and I'm like, well, what would you give that? And she was all. That would be around a 7.2. You know, and I was like, oh, man, I'm way off. I was like thinking like a 9, 9, 5. One maneuver. Yeah. You know, and she was like, no, see, he didn't get three to the beach. Because back then it was three to the beach. Yeah. You know, so it was like, me. yeah. He never got three to the beach, though. <laughs> I was all about the big one maneuver. No, that's so incredible. That yeah. is so, so funny. Yeah. That was kind of my step in and then my actual first job with the company was Etnies. Wow. <coughs> Etnies. Best job I ever had. How did, so how wait, did, wait. You, yeah, like yeah. how did you go from Sacral, Wind and Sea, on the weekends you, you judged. Yep, I still How long judged. did you do that for? I did it for quite a few years. Okay. So I did, even I do Rob Machado's contest, like I did so many events, yeah. you know, judging. And I picked up some here and there when, you know, some events didn't have a judge. I'd get the call, hey, we need an extra, you know, heard this yeah. and that. So, yeah. So, did you know people there or you saw a yeah, job opening? No, someone, someone approached me. Epic. I can't remember who, but someone approached me and was like, dude, we're hiring at Edney's. And, you For know, what job? Warehouse. Okay. And like... Maybe sales, maybe marketing. So they're they're young and small, and they're absolutely. They were actually right behind Ruka. They were on 16th Street in Costa Mesa. Steve Black was working there, right? You know Steve Black. Steve Black, maybe I don't know. Okay, you know, but it was just small little crew though, right? Pierre, yeah, Don, and yeah, Pierre, Don, Derek Roche, Derek, yeah, Yeah. love him. This guy Nick. I don't know if you know Nick was there. He was kind of like an English guy, had an accent, mm. you know. Yeah, he was working there when I was working. There. Yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah, I got yeah. a I got a job there, and you know, I was like, all right, cool. Like Etnies, wow. I mean, my roots were skateboarding, so yeah. this is insane. Yeah. You know, and and they're probably just starting to get into surfing too. They weren't. In, they weren't, and that was my hopes. My hopes was, you know, when I was talking to the guys, like, hey, if you, you know. They're thinking of getting into surfing. They weren't yet, and if something came up, the hopes was hopefully I would get that be position. the guy. Yeah. Because when I took a job there, I was the only surfer. Yeah. I was of, the of only the, guy that worked there that surfed yeah. literally. Got and it. man, what a trip it was back in the day. Like, yeah. But you're lucky that you skated because you got along with them because they absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it was it was rough. You know, back then. I mean. You know, you had to show up to work on time, right? Like, but come noon, you were Surf able to break, drink. Skate break. You were able to drink. <laughs> you were able to drink, man. Everyone started pulling out the sauce, you yeah. know? Because it's action sports, baby. <laughs> yeah. And it was a trip, man. Yeah. I remember, like, you know, at lunch, it was like, okay, take the break. You can have some, you yeah. know, everyone would be drinking a little booze, you yeah. know? Yeah. And Plus, then, they're like, wait, you want to go surf or you want to go skate? For yeah. An yeah. Hour? yeah. Come back and, and get your work done. Oh, you went to work with your skateboard. Yeah. Everyone had their skate. 
Yeah, that's the lifestyle. You yeah, know? it's like, hey, absolutely. Yeah. So what, what did you end up getting? Like, what was your first position at Eddie's? I used, a little well, bit of everything, or a, mainly warehouse. Yeah. It never evolved. They, it never evolved to more. You okay. know. And I ended up leaving Etney's, and I How got, long were you there for? I was at Etney's for probably a year and a half. So yeah. You know, a year and a half or so. Okay. Maybe two years. But it was fun. But it was cool. But you weren't it seeing the growth or. You know what? They just weren't ready for surf. Yeah. I, it, the surf wasn't happening, and that's where my interest lied the most. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And so then I left Etney's, and I got a job at Spiderbilt. Whoa. So when Spider Surfboards had all the boys on the crew when it was big, yeah. they started Spider Built, which was the clothing side. Yeah. And in I worked there. Torrance? Right or? here in Costa Mesa. No way. They yes. had a, they an were, office here? Yes. They were right down the street. Got it. Yeah, so But it wasn't Jarvis then, was it? Well Jarvis it was Jarvis and this guy Randy. Okay. And Randy and Jarvis were partners on it. Yeah. And how'd you hook up with those guys? Do you know who Lee Granger is? Yeah. So Lee Granger surfer? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Lee Granger, 54th Street, 56th Street local, you know, here in Newport. Me and him were good friends, and uh, he told me about it. And he said, hey, you know, I know the boys over at Spider, and they're looking for a team manager. And I gave him your name, and you need to go meet up with them. Cool. And I was like, all right. And I went in and they pretty much handed me the job, you know, because of Lee. Yeah. Because of my boy Lee, you know. Nice. And that yeah. great. Little, you know, yeah. little good old boy network. Yeah. Lee Granger, just but, yeah. great guy. Yeah. Great guy. So you're the team manager for Spiderbilt. Yeah. Um, who was on the team? Do you remember? I couldn't even tell you, man. I still was it like Greg Browning and uh, no? Because you know what's crazy? They all rode for board. They, they all had the board sponsor, but they had their other clothing yeah. sponsors. Yeah, Greg you Browning, I mean? Quicksilver. Yeah, he yeah. was a quickie, and then obviously then Body Book. But after that, or... Chatty Shabel was on the program. <laughs> oh, Shabel was. Um, oh man, I can't even tell you. It's so long ago. Yeah, I remember it. I remember the brand for sure, and I remember yeah. seeing it, but I don't remember it like it didn't really blow up, up though, yeah. right? Well, what happened is the partners didn't work out. Ah, yeah. So we all know that story. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I ended up breaking up after I think I was there for another year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was probably there a total year and a half, probably. And then the partnership broke up. Yep. So then what was next after that? I went to work with Dan Taylor and a friend of mine started this company, Ambiguous. It's Name oh, is yeah. Frank, and so I basically started working for Dan Taylor and Ambiguous at the same time. Wow! So for for those of you who don't know or don't remember, Dan Taylor is a shaper, you know, shapes yep. amazing boards, and then Ambiguous was uh, kind of a life, lifestyle. Yeah, kind of like a. Yeah. a not really surf, but more like a, a street slash surf. Style. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely more California hip, yeah, kind of hard to categorize. Yeah, was it uh, Chris Friel part of that too? Well, yeah, way later Chris came on as a rep. Okay, he was he was I believe the L.A. rep. Okay, but so basically my run with Ambiguous was off and on over the years because between funding and no funding, I had a job, didn't have a job, had a job, didn't have a job, and then 
at one point I decided, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. Mm. And so I started a little one man consulting deal and I had Dan Taylor ambiguous pro light. And then I brought on, and then I was doing more of my wetsuits. Wow. So you so, started your own little like agency? Yeah, I started so my repping too, or I was repping sales, everything. Oh. I was like running all over the state, the country, running around, getting sale, you know, chasing sales, and like going, okay, hey, maybe I can do this, you know, myself, yeah. right? Yeah. Did you have money? Did you get no money? money. From, no money. Just no. said fucking bootstraps. I just said, you know what? I'm gonna work out of my apartment and do this and. You know, the companies, I can go into their offices and work. And, yeah. you know, I'd show up and kind of spread my time around. So you were doing... So ProLite was local. Yes, ProLite yeah. was on Babcock right here. Yeah. And Spiderbilt was on... Yes. Yeah. And Spiderbilt was on Babcock. And actually, that's kind of how I got to know Randy at ProLite. Okay. You know, because yeah. of that. So what were you... What was your territory? Different for different brands? Yeah, different... Yeah, pretty much. I mean, well, ProLite, I just did marketing. Okay. Prolight did marketing. Mormai did sales and marketing. Dan Taylor, I did sales and marketing. Ambiguous, I did marketing. And for sales and marketing, you kind of did you have a territory? You like with Mormai, right? Yes. Did, were you the main guy and you uh, had reps, or were you the rep for Mormai? Well, it's funny because after a little bit, I. I stayed with Dan, dropped the others, and I went to Mormai full time. Okay. Because it actually was growing and needed more. Yeah. Is you that know? when the uh, the Potterots boys were on it? Like, who who wrote Flavio? The, Flavio. And, yeah. Yeah, and and Curran was on for a while. Oh yeah. You know, and Kaipo Hakitis. Mm. You know. Sick. Yeah, I mean, I didn't put them on, but they were on at that program. Yeah. At that time. There was a good push in that brand, I remember. Yeah, for yeah sure. I kind of remember too. So, yeah. so you were doing more my and then Dan Taylor. Yes, I was doing more my Dan Taylor's. So I sales. Same yeah, thing. I sold. I sold thousands of boards for Dan. Yeah, you know, when I I went up to Dan, a friend a friend of mine, this guy John introduced me to Dan, and he was like, "Dude, Dan's a great shaper." He just needs someone to help get so, it out there, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay. And man, being, I mean, me and him became friends, I believe, pretty instantly. I mean, I still talk to him every other day today. Nice. You know? And so. He had a showroom or shop, right? Yep. In, right here off Whittier Avenue. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And which was a trip because, like, being from Whittier and I was working for Dan for so long. And it was Whittier oh, Avenue, yeah. you know, right across from Whittier Elementary School right there. <laughs> it was such a trip to me. And it's so funny because as a kid, you know, as a young man, I was like, I bounced around from where I lived so much that Dan's office was my home address for like probably 10, 15 years. <laughs> so epic. Yeah, like all my mail went there, you know. So talk about that really quick. You lived in Huntington. Yeah. Then you, were you living in Newport? I lived in Huntington, and then I, I moved to Newport. I was in Newport, you know, hopped around Newport for a bit, went back to Huntington, and you know, as a, you know, as a young man, you know, went back to Huntington. Then at some point, I came back to Newport, you know, 
And then obviously as I got older, met my wife, had kids, and actually I'm back in Huntington now. Okay. So going back, more my, Dan Taylor, then what happened? Then me and the gentleman who had the license for more my, his name was Greg Light, um, man, he became my mentor. Okay. He became like a really, he's a great friend of mine. I still consider him my really great friend. He's a guy I can call up out of nowhere and lay my questions and issues on and I know he has the right answer for me. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good. And That's a Vanderite for us. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so basically then, so Greg, which was, who had more my, you know, I don't know where I went. Somewhere in between that time when I left Mormai, I did something. I can't really remember at this time, but I was working somewhere. Oh, do you remember Octane boxers? They were Octane underwear. So we were sort of. So we were actually the first company in the action sports to do underwear. Underwear. Wow. Okay. And so I mean, we hooked up everyone, and and the boxers came in these bottles you know they were like in a bottle on this display and we did and I did that for a few years who who came up with Octane Greg no just so Greg was still up more my it was just this guy Andy and this guy Christian came up with Octane and hired me on to do sales and marketing okay and so with that I hooked up Back then, so many people put people on the program and gave away boxers and all stuff. And it was printed boxers. So, like, yeah. I could take a photo of anything and put it on a boxer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Stance does today, but Stance knew how to do it correctly. Yeah. You, know? you have no formal education. I barely graduated high school. Yeah. Because you so, ran away from home at 17 years old. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I, my mom asked me, you know, my two brothers, you know, didn't graduate high school and my mom you know one day begged me to get your GED please be the only son of mine to graduate and I did and I was living down here hustling going back and forth doing whatever I had to do to make it Mm -hmm. and I made it I graduated legitimately so you went back to school I continued going to school so I never stopped going to high school yeah and back then I mean I could tell I mean the crazy thing is, is back then I would tell my teachers like, "Hey, I'm not going to be at school tomorrow, but if you give me my homework and mark me here, I'll be back. I'll be here the next day, and I'll have all my homework done and everything." And they would do it. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, they were. They would do it. Yeah, but you bounce around a lot. But at the same time, like that's that's work. You know, that's knowledge that you really couldn't get unless you threw yourselves into it. Like no, yeah. from the surf shops to. The Etnies gig to starting your agency to selling, you know, like you had a pretty good yeah. education side to the business. Yeah, I mean, you went to through the school of experience. Yeah. Yes. And and you know when you were talking about that in my head, I'm thinking, okay, he didn't go to school. He's he's marketing and he's sales, and you learned it by doing it. Yeah. Right. And and marketing is a, it's a cool job. Right. It is. And it you're is. when you're talking marketing, you're dealing with magazines you're dealing with events you're dealing with other businesses and to to be able to get that uh knowledge you know yeah and experience and have it to where you're good at it 
that takes fucking well, you know. But it, but it's relationships. Like back then, it was working with the magazines and trying to work out yes. deals for ad space and stuff. So exactly. once you once you had a relationship with the you know magazine salesman, yeah. it didn't yes. matter where you're going. You're always going to hook up with like the same. Yeah, but you're, you're, absolutely. Your passion for it and your desire for it and you're like hustle hustle for it. Yeah. You 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 know. Well, you know what I I. This is what I feel like is kind of lacking with kids today is I didn't have anything to fall back on. So all I had was a hustle. All I had was show the owner, your boss, whoever, how hard you can work. Mm -hmm. And in return, hopefully they return the favor by growing you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I hope for. Doesn't always happen, but, but you learn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Doesn't so. always happen in one spot. You know, you have to go somewhere else and, and work hard there, and then hopefully that happens. Yeah. There, right? Well, and I learned so much. You know, I mean, I don't know what company we left off at. Where was I? Octane. Octane. So I ended up leaving Octane because my boy from Mormai hit me up and said, dude, I'm, you know, going to be president of this shoe company. I want you to come work for us. And I was like, all right, what is it? And he's like, it's called Emu, Emu Boots. Oh, and I shit. was like, okay, I'm all, I never heard of that. What is it? And I looked at it and it was Ugg Boots. And yeah, I'm going, uh, Ugg Boot knockoff, but yeah. I mean, not real, you know, but totally, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I was like, uh, okay. I'm like, dude, I can't do this. He's like, why? I'm like, I just, it's not my thing, man. I've worked for core surfer skate companies. Like, I never, worked for this kind of deal you know and he's like well you don't need to make a decision now we have six months but i want you to be the national sales manager i want you to come on you know and i was like all right time went by he hit me up over the six months i wasn't sure and one day he called me and he said listen we're gonna have to hire someone if you don't take it you know me we're boys we're gonna make it work let's make this happen and i took the job okay and so I started with Emu and I was there for about seven years. Wow. And when I started with Emu, no one would buy boots from us. Yeah. You know, Ugg was just kind of, Ugg was around, but Emu had a price point, right? So basically we were, we kind of found a niche in the market of a price point boot. You know, you'd buy an UGG, it's 120 bucks. Yeah. You know, where Emu, you can sell it for 65, 65 bucks mm-hmm. and get, and it would be basically, it was suede with wool on the inside. So it's basically, we, we gave the sheep a haircut and put it on leather, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of the actual sheep, right? Yeah. With, yeah. Which what UGGs did. And so, yeah, so... Literally brought me on. We had no reps, nothing. I remember I called so many guys like, dude, would surf you... shop owners and yeah, stuff, people you well know. between surf shop owners and, and reps, reps yeah. and whatnot, and try to get people on, and they're like, bro, I can't do that, man. I'm sorry, dude. Like I've been with you on many things, but this is just one thing I can't. And you I'm were, like, what year was this? Early 2000. Early 2000. Yeah. Actually, it was before. You know, I mean, of course, we all know where we were. 2011. So, I mean, it was be right. It was probably a year before 9/11, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I basically, you know, went on the road 
and I literally wrapped all of California. I'd fly back east and I would go hit up accounts and I figured once I can like open accounts and actually hand a rep like, hey, I got these guys, you can take it from here, you know, mm -hmm. that's basically how we grew it. So first three years were rough. It was hard. No one believed in it. No one knew it. But my Where boy, was your office? Where was Ibu? It was in San Clemente. Okay. And I lived in Newport, so I drove to San Clemente every day from Newport. Okay. And so my boy Greg was like, dude, it's coming. Just yeah. wait. Like, yeah. Same dude, Greg Light? Yes, okay. Greg Light. My mentor. I call him my mentor. I talk to him. And you, if I you talk pretty to much people. had to rely on like the, the Surf Expo and ASR and those yes. other shows to yeah. get like To a lot get of appointments yeah. and try to like, you know. Hype it. Make it go. Yeah. yeah. Hype it, you know. And. But the crazy thing was, is girls love them. Yeah. <laughs> so, where the niche came, where we ended up, you know, when we actually had some dollars to do some ads, you know, they were like, okay, dude, we need to... Bikinis with... Bikini and a... Short skirt, yeah. bikini top, and boots. Yeah. So, the, the guys were like, okay, we need to come up with a campaign, and I'm like, hot chicks... Boots, skirts, come on, man. And they were like, let's do it. Slam dunk. Yeah. yeah. So then we started running ads of, you know, we started running ads of, of that, you know, and then it started, it started going. It started getting pretty crazy. So three years into it? We were three years into it is when it started to finally turn. Yeah. You know? And gaining momentum, gaining yep. brand awareness, gaining more followers. Yeah, so literally started with the emu at zero, and we went to tens of millions by the time I. Wow. Left. Yes. That's a that's and, a great accomplishment. And where the, are they in New Zealand? Where? So emu originally from? from Australia. Australia, okay. Well, the gentleman who owned it was from Australia. Okay. We never went to Australia. I don't know. I mean, he said he had business there. It was always kind of like a gray area. Like, yeah, yeah. is there business there? Don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Where was the product coming from? Because you're importing it, right? Yeah. yeah. It was It was being imported from China and okay. wherever else. You know, the yeah. factories were all there. Yeah. They were all in Asia. So nice. it would come so over. So you grew up from zero to tens of millions of dollars. Tens of millions, yes. And you were there for seven years. I was there for almost eight years. Seven, yeah, almost eight yeah, years. Yeah, like, and then. Exclusively doing that exclusively yeah which i always did my boy dan taylor on the side like yeah. if i would go to trade shows or whatever yeah. and i'd see buyers be like hey can i get your dt order you know yeah. what i mean and yeah. i would still you hook know up your bro. Your bro. Yeah, yeah still hook up boards you know what i mean yeah. still sell them that's cool that's insane so then what what happened with emu did they get sold or um you know what i basically it was time to leave mm. the owner pretty much started spending money everywhere else besides the business. Yeah. And we started having a shipping issue. We started having problems where we couldn't deliver, mm -hmm. you know? And I used to, you know, I always took pride in like, hey, being straight up with the customers and being truthful and whatnot. And after a year and a half of telling customers like, oh yeah, your boots are, boots are coming, they're coming. And, mm -hmm. and I'm hearing from my like yeah. guy going, dude, we don't have nothing on the boats. Like nothing's coming. The owner hasn't paid the factory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then it was time to yeah. leave. Yeah. Jump ship before it, it sinks. 
Because your word is your, your reputation. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. you don't want to have a brand drag you down and have not not have any equity. Yeah. We, we can take a pause. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I got pissed, dude. I had a quiet. And we're back. All so, right. So you found yourself at a point where you couldn't let a brand take you down. Take you down. So. Yes. Did you did you have? We already starting to reach out to people or yeah? No. Do you have other options? No, actually, for the first time, I told myself I was going to take a break. You had some money saved. I had some money saved. Some money. Yep, I was. It was actually the first job that I actually made some real money. Nice. You know, I mean, not alone. Obviously, I got a great salary, but I got you know Bonuses. percentages of sales yeah. overall. Yeah. You know, and so. Yeah, it was the first time I was like, cool, I got money in the bank, and no dude, rush. I'm going to surf these next six months. So going back, as you're starting to have success with Emu, because that's pretty much the, the biggest company, Yes, the, the best job you've had so far. Right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And not having a college education, yep. you know, finishing high school for your mom, yep. right? You, it's a good feeling, right? Like, yes. do, you, do you remember like certain times where you're like, fuck man, I'm kind of killing it. Yeah. You know, like not, not to be like arrogant or pompous or anything, but like. It's finally paid off all the hard, yes. the hard work and the years of bouncing around and getting that knowledge. What, you're trying to yeah. like. How was that like conversations with your mom and dad? Like, well, I'm sure they were like super psyched and they proud. Were. You know? My like, parents were really proud. I was stoked to be able to like do things for my families you know my family my parents my brother sisters yeah. like you know i was actually like cool i got cash and i can like help out with yeah. whatever anyone needed and i can go surf my brains out yeah yeah you know yeah. <laughs> that was it that's what i wanted to do yeah yeah that's I, I like i like to point that out because it's like you know yeah. yeah being a boy from fucking whittier yeah leaving absolutely. your house at 17 you yeah. know like getting to a point where Oh shit! I'm, I'm a single successful guy. Yeah, <laughs> but, but at that point too, like you've you've been in the industry long enough by then, you know, probably course Absolutely. of ten years, seven, Absolutely. eight yeah. with Emu, that you now yeah. have the relationships with the shops. Yeah, you pretty much know the account. Got the network. Yeah, got the network. You know the magazine people. You know other friends and other peers Absolutely. in the industry at other brands, and it's just yeah. a matter of like you know what, take a little time off, something will pop up. Yes. So then, boom. You're gonna take a break. I took a break, and is, is, so go ahead. I was just gonna say, does this break include like going on a, a really good surf trip? I mean, Mexico. I was all over Mexico. Nice, you know, Baja. We'd like to hear a surf trip. I would take surf. off. I was, you know, I was in Cabo for three months. I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just work our way, work our, you know, work my way all the way down Scorpion Bay. I just love the desert surf trips, you know, yeah. like middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, even though the water was still freezing and <clears throat> driving Baja. down. Yeah. Driving down. Yeah. Oh buddies. yeah. I did it uh, so many times, you know, but I mean, because I mean, crazy thing is, is though when I was 16 years old, I bought a house in Mexico. <laughs> what? Yeah. So Wait, how <laughs> it's so funny, but. Actually, a friend of mine in Whittier, his, you know, my friends, his friend was a little older and his friend and another friend built a house 
on the north side of Los, Ro- Los Rocas Hotel, like right by yeah. K38. Yeah. You know, Teresa's the bridge. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, one of the guys, you know, my my buddy's friend of a friend, whatever, wanted Did they to, surf? Yeah, they okay. surfed. You know, so I, I, you know, it was funny. It was like when I was younger, you know, at 12, 13 years old, I'm hanging out with these older guys and they were more from like the Malibu area and they loved to charge. They were chargers. Like, you know, they wanted to charge when there was a swell. It was like, dude, we're going to Max. You coming or not? You know, and of course I was, I'm going. What do you mean older? Like 18, 20 or like... No, like 30s. They were in their 30s. So they had the program dialed. These guys were like seasoned. They knew when and when. They had it dialed. They They were seasoned. I mean, we would, you know, I would be with them. We'd grab boats out of Ensenada, go out to Totos, like all kinds of stuff. And talking about Totos, I'll never forget that. I saw Brock Little and Mark Fu out there. I didn't even get off the boat. (laughs) Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. When those guys show up, you know it's yeah. like... Oh, well, they, yeah. We showed up. They were the only ones out, and it was macking. Yeah. And I didn't even get off the boat. But anyways, yeah, so one of the guys had, you know, these two guys were partners in on a house, and one of the guys wanted to sell it, and I was like, dude, you can't sell it. You got to keep it in the family. Yeah. And he's like, I'm all, I'll buy it. How much do you want? And he's like, I want $8,000, dude, and you have no money. I'm like, and I told him, I go, dude... If I paid you a thousand bucks a month, would you sell it to me? And he said yes. So I started I started mowing yards. I mowed people's lawns and I We're talking fucking serial entrepreneur over here. I love it. Like (laughs) that's what it takes. You want to pad a Mexican eight grand is like I mean that's probably huge money. It was huge money. But a thousand bucks a month now is fucking huge money. Yeah. But I mean, dude, eight grand, a thousand bucks a month, eight months yeah. of mowing yards and whatever side job I can do here yeah. and there. She hits a fan, I can just go stay at my yeah. house in Mexico. And I literally, at 16 years old, had a house in Mexico. That's awesome. It was the funnest. <laughs> I mean, from 16 to my late 20s, it was just out of control. I mean, you know, and the cool thing was, is that like one of my other little side hustles was a lot of the brands that they wanted to do photo trips. You know, I'd say, okay, cool. Like, let's do, a, you know, we go down to my house. You can bring up to seven guys, you know. It's going to be what I charge. I think I charged like 300 bucks for a week and you paid for my food and beer. Yeah. And they're like, all right, deal. And so we would go. So and you're, you're hustling shoot. all the other brands on like doing little photo trips. Yeah, little there. trips. Isn't that kind of Airbnb? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Vacation rental right there. It was Air J and B. That's right, dude. <laughs> and it was the best time ever. Many guys went, and uh, my it was uh, good. my brother and um, Seth Matson had a place at the backside of K thirty eight, K thirty seven and a half. Yeah, a little Vander had a spot. There yeah, too. it was okay. So you know what's really funny? Me and Vander go all the way back to his spot, which was on the cliff right there at Teresa's, mm-hmm. and. You know, I was on the north side of Los Rocos Hotel. So I'd actually go down there and see Scott. And he had a partner, this guy, Spen, yeah. back then. Yeah. And I would see them and we would hang. We'd go out and party. And I mean, I was a kid. Yeah. Like, so I actually met Scott from Mexico. Yeah, at what are you doing here? 17, yes. 16, 17 yes. years old. That's so funny. Yes. 
which is really funny. And actually, not too long ago, me and Scott talked about it up in Pismo Beach at an event. We were talking about Mexico. Yeah, he loves yeah. it down there. Yeah, he would go down quite a bit. So. Yeah. So, so going back, you take a break. Um, Did some traveling to Mex. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Were you, were you married at the time? No, no. But I met my wife at Emu. Okay. So, you know, pretty funny. You know, I was working at Emu. I was... I met her actually probably the last two years I was there. And she got a job as customer service. And, you know, I was the national head of sales and marketing. So I was gone. I was, I was traveling eight months out of the year. You know, between U.S., Canada, and wherever else the hell I had to go. You know, I was all over the place. So I actually, when they hired my wife, you know, I met her over the phone. Yeah. Introduced myself. Hey, when I call, I'm going to need these reports. Yeah. You know, I'm going to need this, this, and this. And she'd give it to me, you know. And then when I, and then when I showed up, I met her, and I was like, oh, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> She's the cutest girl in the office. <laughs> but my boy Greg had a role. D-F-T-H. Don't <laughs> F the help. <laughs> so I could do whatever I wanted, but just don't, you D-F-T-H. know. D-F-T-H. Yes. There you go. So funny is probably. That's why you quit. Yeah. I'm <laughs> out of here. <laughs> the things chicks make you do, man. Which is hilarious, right? <laughs> Yeah, but you know what's funny is we were friends at first for about a year and a half from when I met her. And then it was funny. Actually, one day I went down to San Diego. Um, to I was going to go on the road with my San Diego rep. And so I came down there a night before, got a hotel. We were supposed to meet, have dinner, and like kind of go over our plan of attack for the next day. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we had San Diego. We had like... A bunch of appointments. A bunch of, people. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of appointments, people to see. And he flaked on me. He was like, dude, uh, I got some issues going on at home. Can we just meet in the morning? I was like, yeah, no worries. But you're fucking fired. Yeah. <laughs> I was cool. I was like, I get it. No worries. All right. You know? One strike, bro. Yeah. So, and then, so anyways, I called, you know, Tiana, which is my wife. I called her because actually, like, you know, her and her roommates always wanted to get into the trade shows and everything. And I'd always, you know... Hook them up. Anyone in staff, I'd always like, yeah, what friends do you want? Put them on the list, you know, whatever. So, yeah. you know, I already knew her roommates and friends, a few of her friends. So anyways, I was like, you know what? I'll call her. She lives in Lucadia. I'll call her and see if her and her friends want to go to dinner. Yeah. You know, so I called her. Hey, I'm in town. Scott just flaked on me. You and your girls want to go to dinner? It's on It's on the house. Like, yeah. you know, and yeah. she was like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Anyways, long story short, one at, I don't know how I remember it, one at a time, one of her girls dipped out, you know, and, and me and her were hanging. And you know that's strategic, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> I always thought it was. I always thought it was. I gotta go. Yeah. And then, out of nowhere, you know, she just leaned over and put one on me. You know, I was, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I remember I tripped out because I was like, dude, I can't even go there. Like, I will lose my job. Like, my, bo- my boy Greg told me straight up. DFTH, bro. <laughs> Don't even go there. Don't you ever think of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so anyways, we had a hidden relationship for a year. Wow. Why we worked there. At least we social had, media wasn't really blowing up back there then. There was so no social media. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't really have to work. So we had That's like a long time to keep some under wraps. It was, man. It was, it was hard. But we kept <laughs> it under wraps. That'd yeah, awesome. so... 
basically that's how you know I met my wife, and then that was during the the time the transition. Yeah. yeah, and so I was transitioning from a work every day of the week to wow, I don't gotta work anymore. I'm taking a break. This is nice. And then I told myself, okay, six months into it, I'll start looking for another job. And then I ended up getting a job with Bashan at Monument Clothing. So Shane oh, Bashan. Yeah. yeah. So I came on to Monument and uh, you know took a job over there. How did uh, how did that connection happen? Just surfing, San Clemente, or or what? You know what? I don't know how I got the job. To be honest, I just remember I went in for an interview and I was like. Cool, if I get it right on, but I yeah. still wasn't in the mindset of like I'm gonna work every day again, yeah, because yeah. I just had so many months off, you yeah. know. And so I remember I got the call, like, yeah, and then Shane called me, dude, you're in, like, you know. Were you were you psyched on like I mean, because the brand was new to like yes start at ground zero yes. and like rebuilding I was, like that's I mean, the pioneering of yes. yeah. You know, I mean, obviously I took a major pay cut, but I was like you know what? This is so cool. Like you go in the warehouse, there's half pipes. It's fun again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was the ground up. And I was like, okay, I've been a fan of Beshin my whole life. Obviously being from California, I'm like, dude, Beshin's the man. And I was like, man, this is going to be killer working for Beshin. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so took the job and had a blast. I mean, I had a couple years. It was such a good ride and sales were growing. I actually remember battling Ruka. Like I remember at the time Ruka was having like shipping issues. So I'd be like, Hey, you're not getting your Ruka gear. So why don't you buy some more monument? You know what I mean? You know, and we're just obviously playing the game. I think HSS carried monument, right? Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. it was in a lot of shops for sure. Yeah. But that was in San Clemente too. So you had to drive. No, no, that was right here in Costa Mesa. Yeah. Right here off of Monrovia. Wow. Was it Monrovia? No, it was off Whittier again. It was off Whittier Avenue. You couldn't get away from Whittier. Yeah, I couldn't, dude. It was a sign, man. It was a sign. So how long did you do that for? Did that for a couple years. And then, you know, unfortunately, you know, Shane's partner, you know. Pulled out? He was pulling money out. Kind of like, you know, screwed over the business. and, uh, and And it went away. And then Shane worked the deal with... And then, actually, Shane... Worked a deal with the guys at Tavik. So Shane was like, hey, dude, do you remember Tavik? Yeah. Yeah. So Shane was like, Paulson. Yes. So Shane was like, dude, I'm talking to these guys over at Tavik. You know, would you be willing to jump over and come over there? You know, whatever. And I was like, dude, let's do it. So I was over there. You went to Tavik? Yes. Okay. So I went to Tavik. I was there for six months. And then I decided. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then at this point, the market crashed. Oh. Uh, so we're talking 2008. So this is 2008, the end of 08 now. The market crashed. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, I obviously couldn't blame Tavik, but yeah. I'd get like one check a month, one month no check. Yeah. One month a check. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like... Got to make ends meet and this yeah. is not working out. And I was like, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? Like, okay, I've been doing this for quite some time now. And what do I want to do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you already like get married? 
We already I was married. married. Okay. Yes, I was married yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah so you re- needed reset. Yeah. Yep. I was. Was she still working at Emu or? No, she was gone. She left Emu and she was actually working for How. Do you remember How? Yeah. yeah. Jeans. Yep. So she was at How Jade? for. Yeah. Jade. Jade. Yeah. So she was at How for you know I don't know she was there for a few years you know and market crash she got laid off along with my office manager here. He worked at How as well, and he got laid off at the same time. But, anyways, so I was like, "What am I? What are we? What am I gonna do?" Yeah, you know. And quite honestly, when I was about twenty-one years old, I got introduced to Asai from my neighbors when I lived on Colton Street in Newport Beach, down by the river. Not more am I. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not more of mine. Exactly, which is the Brazilian company. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the, these neighbors of mine actually were, you know, bringing acai in from Brazil. And they had, you know, white freezer chests in their garage. And they were kind of like slinging acai. And one day they just hit me up. Dude, you ever had an acai bowl? And I was like, no, what is that? They're like, dude, it's this purple berry. It's so good. And actually, they made me one, and I was hooked. Hooked. So, from 20 to 21 years old, all the way through, I actually made bowls and smoothies myself. And, for instance, when I worked at Monument, I would bring bowls and smoothies to work and hook up a couple of the guys. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, here, have a smoothie. I made you a smoothie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I just was really into it. I loved, like... Eating a bowl after I served. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just so refreshing, you know, and it's kind of like it's real food, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's real, like healthy, healthy, and, and it's nature. Yeah. So I felt like my body just like felt better. sucked it in, you know? Yeah. I just felt like I just took it in. So what year was that? 2009? That was that. So in 2008. Eight, I was thinking of what am I going to do, right? Right. So we got through 2008 and 2009. Market's still really bad. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. You know, and I was like, what am I going to do? So I actually started making different bowls in my kitchen at home. And I was like... Were you, did you own your own house at this time? or No, no. No. I just bought my first home. Just now, recently? Just recently. Okay. Almost a year ago, I just bought my first house I ever owned. Congrats! Thank you. Nice. So, so, so go back in HP. You're making your, that's right. you're making you're making acai bowls. Yeah. So, anyways, I you know started inviting. I was like, what if I do? What if I open a business making bowls? Yeah. Who who's doing bowls? Is there anyone doing it? You know. And was there but, anybody? But, doing it? but everybody you've given those two over the years is just like flat Love out them. like, yeah. Can you bring me another one? They're yes. freaking out. Yes. Was there anybody doing it already? No. Okay. Well, so when I first started, mothers... So, in the in the beginning of 09, why I was thinking of like, you know, thinking of just an idea of doing bowls, mothers started making one bowl. And then, I mean, I researched everywhere. The only other place that had a smoothie, but they put yogurt in it, was El Cap, right by... 
Jack in the Box on the corner of Balboa and PCH. Okay. Smoothie with acai. Yeah, so okay. they did like an acai smoothie, but they put yogurt and stuff in it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is horrible because like, I mean, you just want the acai. You don't want the dairy, you know yeah. what I mean? And so you don't want fillers, you know? And so anyways, yeah, I started making bowls at home and inviting friends over for dinner. I didn't tell my wife what I was doing. I was inviting friends and hey, try this, try that. And yeah, sure enough, I was like, okay, I have a plan. Like no one's ever opened a place doing bowls. Like there's nowhere, even smoothies. There's like nowhere really even doing any acai smoothies or anything, yeah. you know? So that being said, I was broke. I had no money. I remember I actually had 20 grand in the bank, exactly 20 G's. My wife didn't have any money, you know. We're barely paying our bills at the time. And my oldest sister called me and said, hey, why don't you guys come camping with us up in Big Sur, you know? And I was like, well, I don't have no money. We're broke, you know? My sister was like, Joe, just get up here. I'll pay your gas when you get here. We got all the food, we got all the camping. And so I was like, cool. Told my wife, hey. Let's go to Big Sur. What can we lose? Like, yeah, yeah. My sister was it a like, holiday or family gathering or just no, like just camping? No, trip? it was just camping. You know, yeah. they were up there for you know a handful of days and invited us. And I was like, "What are we gonna do? We're doing nothing now, and yeah. we have no money." And she's like, "Gonna throw me some money for gas." And you know, yeah. I mean, you, you know, had money, but it was all going towards bills, and you figured you had a couple exactly. months left. Like, you can't exactly. spend luxury on anything. It's just chipping away at the savings. yes, exactly. So I was chipping away at my savings like crazy. Had 20 grand left and I told myself, okay, when I hit the 101 freeway, I'm going to tell my wife, like, the idea I have. Wow. Yeah. So you're brewing in your head. It was brewing in my head for a few weeks, maybe even a couple months. And you had no job? I was still at Tavik. Okay. You're still at Tavik. Okay. Barely, like, hanging on. Like, yeah. I wasn't, you know, yeah, for sure. They, how do I get out of this? Yeah. I got a plan. Exactly. I got a plan. Yeah. So... We, she, you know, a few days later, we drove up to Big Sur, and as soon as I hit the 101 freeway, I told my wife, hey, I got an idea. She's like, what's the idea? I said, what if we opened a place just doing bowls? I mean, I make all these different bowls, you know? People you, love it. <clears throat> I'm all, you see how I've been inviting everyone over? People love it. Like, what do you think? And she's like... Joe, we have no money. <laughs> That's like, kind of like the most important thing of starting a business. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but what about exactly. the idea, honey? <laughs> I know. And she's all, I told her, I go, she's like, we have no money. And I go, I know, but we'll figure it out, yeah. you know? And she's like, I don't know about that. And so then we get camping. And by the end of the camping trip. She's on board. She's on board. Yeah. My sister was like, you know what, Joe? Like, I know you're a hard worker. I don't know how you're going to get the funds, but like, you know, hey, we believe in you if you want to do it. Did you, you know? research Does like she have what? money? Who? Your, your sister? sister? No. She, I didn't get no money from her. Okay. But you, but did you have any idea what it would cost to open a, a store? Have you done research? So it's so funny. I mean, you know, I couldn't like research bowl shops because there were none. Yeah. So I researched like, okay... I'm going to go to Mother's Market and see how many smoothies they sell a day. Yeah. And I'm going to go to, you know, one Jams? of them. Nope. No. I went to Chompa Juice and Chompa I was Juice. like, 
went in there, man, how many smoothies do you sell a day? This is so good. I just kind of played dumb. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we sell like 100, 200 smoothies a day. I'm like, oh, cool, okay. So I kind of started putting numbers together, and I was like, okay, well, if we can do like 200 smoothies a day, I mean, we should be doing good, you yeah. know? And we can make it, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, what's it going to cost to put a, to open a store? Well, at the time, I thought 60 grand. Yeah. I thought the number was like 60 I needed sixty grand, and I had twenty. You got you, you pay a lease up front, which is exactly. most of it. Yep. And then the equipment is. Oh, the equipment! You got to have all the equipment. You got to have everything, which is a lot. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so, anyways, you know, by the end of the trip, my wife was like, "Okay, all right, I don't know how we're gonna do this, but okay, I'm in." You know. Yeah. I was like, "Okay, cool." So we start driving home and. I don't know, somewhere between Morro Bay and and Santa Barbara, we were like, my wife was like, well, what are we going to call it? What are we going to name it? Yeah. And I'm like, that's a good question. We need to come up with a name. Yeah. <laughs> so we started throwing out all these different names. The inspiration, the bowl. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. the inspiration was it has to be something bowl, yeah. you know? And. I told my wife, like, hey, if we open this cafe, I'm going to, like, I want, I don't want to just be, like, this cafe. Yeah. I want to brand it. I want to be involved in the board sport market, which I love, and that's all I came from. Yeah. You know, and I said, you know, I want to get back into that, and I want to, yeah. and I want to chase, I want to do that, you know, and. Plus, it, it probably felt like, yeah, I'm a surfer, this is what I want, and I feel like if I want this after surfing, it'd probably be really. Yeah. Easy, because you already you already yes. know your friends are into it. Yeah. Totally, you're targeting yourself and your friends. Yes, yeah, that's, that's exactly so what I did. I, yeah, yeah. I invited all friends over, and I was like, "Well, I love it, yeah. and my friends love it." Yeah. So hey, we love it. We love yeah, it. Right. I mean, it's <laughs> we got an ink a deal today. Yeah, just to let you know. Yeah, I got you guys <laughs> covered. <laughs> I got you covered. Hey, I could I eat one, and I'm like happily Dude. filled and, and content. But then I'm like. I could eat a fucking other one. Uh, right now. Yeah. No joke. Do you eat a large or small? Large, and I could probably eat another one right Dude. after. Oh yeah, my guy. gosh. I it's it's. I eat a small, no and I'm like. I, I go to the board riders club uh, contest just to have those things. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> my, my, my you kid, can get as many as you want. My, my kid <laughs> ate seven one day at one of those. I, be, I believe it. I completely. <laughs> I'm on no more, right. you guys. Right, hold on, hold on. I, I gotta go back that. to the story. Okay. So yeah. so. You're thinking of a name. Yeah, so we're driving home and... Did you have names already we, in no, kitchen? No, no, I never even thought of a name in the beginning because all I was thinking was... Your wife's got to get I got to get my wife on board. Yeah. So I got to like really plan like the strategic attack of how am I going to convince her, yeah. you know? And so anyways, on the drive home, you know, we we're naming all these different names and she said, well, what if we call it Bonsai Bowls like the Bonsai Pipeline where I grew up? Because my wife is born and raised on the North Shore. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I it's fucking love you! Yes. <laughs> click, 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 I literally, ching, dude, it. as it rolled off her tongue, I was like, yes. yes. That's so. I'm all, that's it. That's the name. So your wife came up with the name. Yes. That's pretty amazing. So awesome. Because, you know, she knew my plan was to be invol involved in four sports. Yeah. yeah. So she was like, well, since you want to be a part of surf and skate, like, yeah. why don't we call it Bonsai? Well, it's like the Bonsai Pipeline. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, that's the best name ever. Wow. You know? And and it's catchy too. Like Bonsai, you know, like obviously has the surf affiliation that yeah. you're looking for, but it's it's pretty, it's perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. Perfect. Like, well, and the other thing is this, like being a skater, actually in the seventies there was a company called Bonsai Skateboards. And actually in my warehouse I have some skate of the, in a bowl. I have some of the old <laughs> I have some old bonsai skate decks. Yeah. You know, and they used to bonsai the bowl. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what they did. So in my head I was like, Oh my gosh. Perfect. Everything's coming it's together. Perfect. What a now all we game. need is sixty grand. Yeah. And a place. <laughs> and now I'm thinking, okay, you know what? Perfect. All we need is the money. Right? So basically we got home. And my wife's like, well, how are we going to get the money? I said, we're going to go to the bank. I'm going to go to the bank and I'm going to borrow money. I mean, when I was doing good, they took my money. So why wouldn't they loan me 50 grand? I just wanted 50. I had 20, yeah. you know, and Better. I was like, okay. Did you business? Have, yeah. Did yeah. you have, did you drop a, a business plan? No. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Wow. Never. And you pulled it off. Nope. <laughs> the bank says, "Don't let Thor hit your ass on the way out." Exactly. So, so you and your wife, or just you? Me and my wife. Okay, go to the bank. We go to the bank. Who's your bank? Union Bank, right down the street, right here. Placentia okay. and Seven. Placentia and Superior. Superior. Yeah. Yes. So you so go in there. I've been banking with them from my Etnies days. Okay, so this, I mean, I know everyone in the branch. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, I go, I walk, I walk up. You to didn't the go in there with manager. anything. No, I had no business plan. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is the business plan was in my head. Yeah. I saw the picture. I was just gonna go preach it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I walked into the bank and I talked to the lady and I was like, hey, she's like, hey, Joe, how you doing? I go, well, I'm glad you're here today. I wanted to talk to you about something that I want to do. She's like, okay, let's go to my office. Sat down and. I told her, this is my idea. I want to open a cafe and I need a loan for 50 grand. And she's like, okay. I go, so can I get a loan? She's like, so what is it you want to do? <laughs> where's, your, where's your collateral? What's yeah. your assets totally. like? And right? how much are you from? Yeah. And I was like, listen, I've given this bank everything I've ever had. So I just want 50 grand. <laughs> is that too much to ask? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. How naive I was. So she was like, okay, well, let's fill out the paperwork and we'll run your name. Boom. Like literally in 30 minutes, I was denied. How, how, how was your, I mean, you don't have to tell us, was your credit good at all? I always have good credit. Okay. So like, but that, that helps. But, yes. Yeah. But you know, the funny thing is, is that I've learned a lot about credit, right? Yeah. So you can have a good credit score, but it doesn't mean you can borrow a lot. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, no, so no. the funny thing is, is that, so I was like, okay, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll be back. Let me kind of put it together a little yeah. more. So I left and I left and I was a little baffled. Like, wow. I mean, yeah, I've been a great customer of yours. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I was like, she totally... This is a great did. idea. Did she give you any guidance? Like, as far as like, None. hey, this is what... Come back with this, this, and this, and get some... You know, like, nothing. Nothing. So you left with like... I left like just... Tail between your legs. Blank, blank space. Like, yeah. I didn't know what happened, but I was like, I'm coming back. Yeah. You know? So we left, and my wife was like, well, I don't know. And you didn't want to hit up family or friends or anybody. You just like... I, you know what? 
I don't come from money. Yeah. And no yeah. one in my family, I don't know anyone with money. You yeah. know what I mean? I never knew anyone with money and and I was always should have called me. You know, hustling and Greg? you know <laughs> think about Greg, you're ask Greg. No, I you know what? Like I mean, you know, he's a you family man and he has his thing going on, yeah. you know. You wanted to do it yourself. Yeah. And, and you didn't want to probably burden anybody else if it didn't work out or you know, it's just like, hey, this is my idea, I'm gonna do it myself. Whatever. Exactly. It so I left there and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go back tomorrow. I just need to kind of probably reword this and figure it out. <laughs> so I went back the next day, <laughs> brought my wife with me, walked in, and it was so funny. I'll never forget her face, the manager, when she saw me. She like kind of big eyed, walked in. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Like, you know, I just wanted to see if we can run my name again, you know, for a loan. I just want to borrow 50 grand. She's like, okay, um, yeah. Okay, we'll run it again. Ran it again. Seriously, like in 10 minutes, I was denied. It was like even faster this time. Yeah. And so I actually asked her, I, I remember, you know, I don't want to say the bank manager's name because she's a sweetheart, but yeah. I was like, why are they denying me? Like, I don't understand. You know, I've been so good to this bank, you know? And she's like, you know, it's just hard to get a loan, you know, this and that. And I was like, yeah. all right. It was a really tough time, though. It's yeah. 2009. Well, yes. They weren't getting so, any money. So I left, like, okay, I'm coming back tomorrow. Like, <laughs> I can't believe she denied me, you know? Like, and I left this time, I told my wife, man, I mean, we're going back in tomorrow. My wife at this point is like, oh no, I'm yeah. over it. Like, I don't want to go back. Yeah. And You're so thinking I, third time's a charm. Yes. And so I told her, like, I was. I was like, third time's a charm, dude. Like, I'm going back in. I high five everyone in there. What's up? How you doing? Oh, hey. Talk to the branch manager, you know? And I walked in and she goes, Joe, come to my office. I want to talk to you. <clears throat> I'm like, what's up? Can, you can give me a loan? She's like, no. <laughs> She's all, no. I don't know if you noticed, but the market crashed and not a single bank is loaning money to anyone. Yeah. You can't even get a car loan through the bank right now. So I hate to tell you this, but like, you know, I really like you. You know, I've known you for a long time, but like the bank is not going to loan you any money. Oh, man, I just about lost it. I, like, stood up. What the hell? You're not loaning me any money? And I, like, started kind of going off. Yeah. And my wife grabbed me and was like, we need to go. Time to leave. Like, and I was not having it. Yeah. I was pissed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I need a break to go pee again. <laughs> <laughs> so third time wasn't the charm, right? Third yeah. time was not the charm. So I pretty much lost it, started kind of getting vulgar in the bank. And my Whoa. wife was like, we're out of here. And was like, drag me out of the bank. Because yeah. I was like, wow. In disbelief. Like, how? Like, yeah. I, I, You're like, it sounds so good in my head. Like, why wouldn't they like... Exactly. Like, rephrase Take it. my money out of here. Get my money out of here. <laughs> yeah. That is the did, truth. Did you did you pull that line? I did not. Oh. You're like, cash me out. Actually, though, the funny thing is, is that... Just to fast forward real quick, about four or five years into my business, I told them if they don't hook me up with a better rate and all this other stuff, I'm pulling all my accounts. So, of course, I got what I wanted yeah. at that point. Yeah. You know, things change. That's called yeah. leverage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah, I don't like the way you guys are treating me. Yeah. And I do deserve, deserve that is called percent. leverage. Right? Yeah. That's called so, the shoe is on the other foot now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... so you so, walk away. Anyways, we walk outside. Either. I'm feeling like 
I'm pissed at this point. And my wife, you know, she was like, well, there you have it, Joe. We're not going to be opening a place. We can't get any money. At this time, but you still like, okay. But I still was like, and I, and to be honest, I told her straight up, I go, she goes, well, there's your answer. You know, yeah. we're not going to be able to do this. And I it's said, no, nope. I'll go mow lawns. I'll sell my yeah. Mexico place. I'll- right. <laughs> I was like, no, we're going to do it. And she goes, how? We have no money. We have nothing. Yeah. yeah. And I go, you know what? And this is where I go soft on you. <laughs> I love it. I told her straight up. I go, well, all we can do now is pray. We yeah. have nothing. Nothing, nothing soft about praying. Yeah. But yeah. I said, I go, all we can do now is pray. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to pray. I was at my wits end. I didn't know what I was going to do. You got to remember, my money was burning up fast. I, we were barely making it. And you know what? I was like, Lord, I'm going to give this to you. I'm giving this to you, God. I can't do this. It's not going to happen through me. I don't, you know, I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're just going to pray about it. That's when he works. Yeah. And, and next thing you know, we, uh, a couple days later, I was driving on, you know, Irvine and 17th. I was like on the corner and I saw a for rent sign and I called my wife. Hey, take this number down. I was still at Tavik at this time, you know, and I was like, hey, take this number down and um, call the guy and see if we can look at the spot. You know, and she goes, where is it? I'm like, it's on the corner of Irvine and 17th Street and Newport Harbor is like a block away. Great, great location. Yes. Yeah. She's like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. We have no money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, what am I taking yeah. the number yeah. for? Why are you trying to go get not written the most expensive <laughs> rent space like on, on, yeah. on, the, on, the, on the boulevard here? It's so funny because she's like, she just, you know, she loves me. but She's she the voice of reason. Yes, yeah, she absolutely yeah. is. And, you know, I'm the crazy one with all the ideas and let's go. But, you know, the way I grew up was, you know, my mom always told me, Joe, you... You know, if you have a good name, my mom actually used to tell me, she told me this growing up, it's better to have a good name than great riches. If you have a good name, you work hard and you treat people good, they'll want to do things for you. Yeah. And in that, and then you can grow that way. Yeah. You don't need to have all this money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was always willing to put my true self out there and give a hundred percent on everything. Yeah. And when it came to this, I gave everything I could do, you know? But I saw this place for rent and my wife called the guy and he said, okay, cool. I'll meet you across the street at Starbucks. So we went across the street at Starbucks and he's like, hey, so what's your names? You know, the whole shake up, right? He goes, okay, so what do you guys want to do? And I said, well, we want to open an acai bowl shop. And he's like, okay, what is that? And, you know, I had pictures on my phone of ones I made at home. Is this a leasing agent or owner of the building? Owner. Owner of the building. And I go, you know, here's what I want to do. Here's a picture. And he saw my, I was like scrolling through pictures on my phone. I think it was like my Blackberry, you know, which had horrible pictures. But I'm like scrolling through pictures, you know, and he's like, wow. That looks tasty. That looks really good. How many places do this? And I said, that's the great thing, man. Nobody will be the first. And he tells me, that's not good. Straight up. <laughs> because he has nothing to compare off of. Yes. Yeah. He's got no... So... Because what I'm asking you next is like, well, what are these, what are these businesses did you, do? Did your face... Did your jaw and face just drop? Like, yeah, my face dropped and I got pissed instantly. Yeah. I was like, 
No. Are you serious, dude? Like, you don't yeah. see this? I'm thinking, like... You're all hyped, and then you're like, nah. Yeah. yeah. I was fired up. I'm like, well, what do you mean it's not a good idea? We'll be the first to do it. And he told me straight up, listen, I want a proven concept in here. Yeah. Do you want to do pizza or burgers? I mean, I'm willing to work with you on pizza and burgers. And I said, no. I don't want to do pizza and burgers. I want to do bowls, bro. This is what I want to do. Yeah. And he goes... Bonsai bowls. Yeah. And so he goes... Then he tells me, okay, well... What's your finances look like? <laughs> Don't worry, your check will be paid. Yeah, hey, four times the charm, bro. Yeah. So he literally, he literally asked me, like, so what's your finances look like? And I go, well, I have twenty grand. And he goes, tell me you have more than twenty grand, right? And I go, well, I mean, I have twenty grand cash, but I'm working on it with the bank right now. After I've been denied three times, yeah. you know what I mean? And he's like, okay, well, when you figure it out with the bank and getting, you know, your finances in order, give me a call. And we walked away and I was like, you know what? Me and my wife looked at each other and I go, we're not taking that. We're not taking that. You know what? We're going to pray about this. We're going to pray again and we're going to keep praying. Lord, if it's meant to be, put it in his heart to show us grace to show us mercy to show us like are you a religious person i was born and raised in a christian home okay now did i stray quite a bit i did yeah you know but but innately you're yes a man of god yes absolutely tenfold so you know because actually growing up through you know as a young man all the way even to this day i mean I always believed and I always said, Lord, whatever you got to do, I mean, I'm just going. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, again, I didn't have a college. Yeah. I didn't have a, you know, trade that I, yeah. you know, did. You know what you I mean? You didn't do an internship on opening a restaurant business. Yeah. Like, you were just... I never even worked in a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. I never worked in a restaurant. So, so... So, you know, I... I tell my wife, you know what, we're going to pray about it. We're going to pray about it, give it to the Lord. If it's meant to be, Lord, put it in his heart to want to open the door for us, you know? And we walked away, you know, and she was like, well, that didn't go too good. I'm like, no, it didn't. But you know what? Hey, let's keep trying, you know? Keep trying. And so, you know, I don't know if I tried to get money again from the bank or whatnot, but, you know, I just kept praying and we prayed you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, right? Like, pray, Lord, meant to be, put on his heart, open the door for us. So I woke up, I don't know, I woke up two to three days after the meeting with him, and I felt this, like, heavy thing on my chest. Like, dude, you need to call this guy right now. Call this guy. Yeah. Call the guy, and... And you haven't talked since that meeting. And I haven't talked to him since the one meeting where he said, So no. you're, you're like, he could have been, the space could have been taken already? Yeah. No well, idea. yeah. So anyways, I called him up and I said, hey, you know, I, would, I was wondering if we could meet up again. I go, you know, I really, want to, I really want to talk to you about this spot, you know. And he asked me over the, he told me over the phone. Well, has anything changed with your finances? And I said, no. But... I was hoping we can still meet. And he said, okay, well, all right, meet me tomorrow in the morning, right? And so we met him the next morning, and I go, listen, dude, like, you have this spot right here. 
I can't even see in the windows because the windows were covered. You couldn't see in. I go, but for well, all I know, it's been empty for like two years. And he goes, eh, more like over three years. And I was like, well, there you go. It's been empty for three years and you got like two, three other empty units. I go, listen, hasn't someone ever gave it, given you a chance? Wow. Nice. I go, someone gave you a chance somewhere along the line, right? Because you probably had many jobs before you got into what you're into now. I go, well, just like when I've had jobs and people gave me a chance, I'm asking you give me a chance. Give us a chance to like, you know, to do this. Yeah, we're risking everything and we're just asking you to believe in us a little yeah. bit. Yeah, like, and we, and you know, we had literally 20 grand our name and that was it. Like... I didn't have any no, any money. I couldn't go to my parents and ask for money. They didn't have money. I, I mean, I didn't grow up with money. You know what I mean? Like, And so, anyways, he was like, you know what? Let me think about it. So we walked away. We left. We prayed, Lord, if it's meant to be, put it on his heart to open the door for us, to want to give us an opportunity, you know? And he called us the next day and said, hey, how about this? I haven't even shown you guys the place yet. Why don't you look at it first? It may not even work out for you. So let's just look at the spot. And if it's, and you know, you can tell me what you think at yeah. that point. 17th and Irvine, you said? 17th and, you and Irvine. Even, Coast like, so is that like uh, by, um, where is that? It's like Caddy Corner to Keen Coffee. Okay. But you, did you By Surfside? Yeah, 17th, yes. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 17th. Dude, by Lacob, you wasted freaking. Yeah, yeah. You know is? Like a street over from Lacob. I know, I saw you in there back in the day. <laughs> now he knows. Mm-hmm. With, so, I, did you know how much square footage this place was? It didn't list it? I had no clue. You just saw. Because that's a nice it's area. It that's is. That's what I mean. It the is. most expensive. It's, it's like, exp- I mean, it's a nice area, but he said there's two other units there. Yeah, not- because it's 2009. And, and yeah, it's yeah, 2009, it's, and you know, yeah, yeah. market was hurting. How I much mean, was he asking for? At the time, he wanted 6200 a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, we went the next day. And we, you know, met him at the shop and he opened the doors and we walked in, me and my, me and my wife walked in and we're like, as we're walking inside, there was, you know, tables, chairs, counters, as we keep going, freezers, refrigerators. So it was a restaurant beforehand. Yes. So basically halfway walking through this place, me and my wife pretty much have tears in our eyes because we're going, this is perfect. Everything is in here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, the kitchen sink to everything. No remodeling necessarily. Just No remodeling a, a, necessary. A clean. And the, and the cool <clears throat> thing is this. If people don't know, if you take over, let's say you take over a restaurant that went under and it was just closed and they left all the equipment in there, you can actually, if you don't change, like, if you, you can do like a 20% change in the place. But if you don't change much, you can just open. You don't need to submit plans. You don't need to submit anything to the health department. Wow. You just say, you yeah, the, I'm opening as is. You got you got the, the, the three sinks. You got the, 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 the wash bin. You got everything's already approved. Everything. Everything wow. is in there. So everything was in there. And we looked at each other and we both had some tears in our eyes because we're going, oh my gosh, like this is it. Everything's here, you know, 
And, you know, we look, I look over to him and I go, I mean, we're, you know, we're definitely interested. And he says, okay, well, we'll talk tomorrow, but I want you guys to know right now, all this stuff that's in here, I don't, I don't want it. So if we do a deal, you're responsible for all this equipment. I don't want to deal with it. I'm not going to throw it away. That's on you guys. I'm not touching anything. You guys deal with it. Is, yeah. Do we agree upon that? And I'm like, yes. You're like, can we sit down? We want this. Yes. I'm all, yes, we'll take it. You know what I mean? And he's like, okay, well, I can't meet you tomorrow. I'll meet you in two days, you know? And every time we'd meet the guy, he, you know, he had his briefcase. He had his, like, folders out, you know, <clears throat> always ready. He was always ready with his briefcase. I'll never forget it. But... So, anyways... You broke them down. Almost. Okay. So, the funny thing is, is that, you know... Well, not the funny thing, but the thing is, we prayed, Lord, put on his heart to now work a deal with us. <laughs> we got... Doors him. open. Yeah. Now he's got to sign a deal. Yeah. Like, not 60... How's, he, your, how's your finances? <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he opened the door. He let us walk in and look yeah. at what's in here. And, you know, we were like, okay, Lord, put it on his heart to work a deal with us. We don't have the money. Still, 20 grand, like, it sounds like a lot of money, but it's not. Yeah. It go. I mean, to be honest, it's like... It's five grand a month. 5200 yes. a month. Well, that's not even it. I mean... Just for rent. You gotta buy product. Yeah. yeah. That's you, just for rent. Yeah. You gotta buy product. Yeah. So, you know, uh, anyways, yeah, a couple days later... I called him up and I said, hey, so did you want to meet? And he's like, yeah, let's meet across the street again. We always met at Starbucks. Used to be a Starbucks across the street there. And we met at Starbucks. And basically for three weeks in a row, I met the guy and negotiated every day for three weeks in a row. And we prayed every day. Lord, put it on his heart. Because he wanted to charge us top dollar. Yeah. You know, he was like not willing to budge. And we were like... Before we met him, after we met him, Lord, we pray, Lord, like, put on his heart to work a deal with us, to want to, like, just show us some grace, just to be willing to work with us, you know? So, actually, after three weeks, he finally, you know, we went to meet him, and my wife was like, he's over it. I'm like, what do you mean he's over it? Yeah, she goes, I'm like, what do you mean he's over it? She goes, you pushed him too hard. Yeah. Look at he doesn't have his briefcase because as we're walking up, we can see and he didn't have his briefcase. Oh, <laughs> and we're like, like, oh shit. Yeah, I'm like, uh, well, we didn't come this far for him to be over it, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, we walk up. He stands up. He goes, I'm done. I'm not negotiating anymore. This is the deal. The deal is, you email me tonight exactly what you want, and I'll see you in the morning. I'm not gonna play this shit anymore. And we're like. Uh, uh, okay, no worries. Okay, cool. We're gonna email or not exactly what we want. We're like, you know, and so it was funny because when we got home, me and my wife were on the computer, and of course she's doing the typing. She's you know a pro at that. I'm horrible, and I'm like, okay, so let's talk about it. Like, what are we gonna like tell them we can do? Yeah. She's I don't know. What do you think? I'm like, okay, well I got. Let's just tell them the first year's free rent. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. I, I, I was just about to ask, like, hey, we'll pay, like, two months free or pay two months up front and that'll leave us some money. You went, holy... You went full retard. I went full retard. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> he said work out a deal. Yeah. Well, he did say, just email me exactly what you want. So uh, we emailed him. First year, free rent. Second year, 1000 bucks a month. Third year, 2000 Fourth year, 3000 And we just scaled it up. Yeah. You know? And we sent it to him. And he told us, you know, that day, like, hey, meet me the following morning. So we already knew we had to meet him in the morning. Oh my and God. so we met him at like 9 a.m. We show up and we're praying, Lord, put in his heart. Like, give us a chance. Like, just give us a break here. Like, you know, and we roll up and he stands up and he's like laughing. And he's like, I love your guys' tenacity. I yeah. love the way you guys are approaching this. He's like <laughs> laughing. The guy's laughing his ass off. And I'm like, what's so funny? He goes, you know, I don't know what got into me. I've never done such a horrible deal, but I'm actually going to sign this thing. Shut Yeah. What? But he goes, but I need a $10,000 deposit. You Half told your me, money. You told me you got 20 grand. Yeah. You give me 10, I'll sign this. And we'll sign it right now and you have a deal. It's fair. I said, oh man. I looked at my wife. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we already like knew what we were going to do with that 10. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right. He's all, did you bring your checkbook? And my wife's like, yeah, I got the checkbook. He's all, okay, write me a check for 10 grand. And and it's yours. So we I, wrote I, I, check. I, I find the story so fucking amazing. <laughs> Dude. And unbelievable. Yes. I mean, come on. Like, well, the fact, I mean, yes. come on, dude. Like, absolutely. Like, you, you found threw us. out what you wanted. Like, he asked you to to do, and you did it. And yes. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm I bet because of the way you guys worded it and what you were the extreme that you were you're so far off. You met with him. Like, like you, you said, he was laughing. Like, he's like, these guys have no yeah. no idea. I'm, I'm gonna give him a shot. At least you I'm met, gonna get you met with him yeah. how many times? Like ten times. What? You met with the, the over the three week period. Oh, at least eight times, eight ten times. No, at least I met him ten times. Yeah, we met him at least ten times, talking <sighs> about the deal, and we sent it. So we sent it in first year free, and then a thousand bucks each year went up a thousand bucks, and and he was like, okay, but I want ten grand. We wrote him a check for ten grand, and he gave us the keys and said, okay, it's yours, and so literally. We like went in there, we cleaned, we cleaned all the refrigerations, we cleaned the walls. We everything did a, worked. A little paint, we plugged everything in, everything worked. Oh. Everything worked. It wasn't the right equipment, but it was good enough equipment to get started. Yeah. And so everything, everything worked. And, oh my and God. literally like, you know, and that's funny is I told him. When we signed the deal, I said, dude, you don't even know. I'm going to become your best tenant. And he laughed at me. And he goes, everyone tells me that. <laughs> Sucker. I know. And I was like, well, you'll see. I will be. And me and you, we're going to become boys. And you'll see. I'll be your best tenant. Yeah. Well, sure enough, we became boys. And we're his best tenant. And actually, whenever there's like an empty unit, he always hits me up and says, hey, dude. This is who I have interested in this spot, and if you have anyone, let me know. And sometimes I give them people, and sometimes I go, yeah, dude, let them in. 
Okay. How how long since you guys signed the deal to actually open up like the remodel, like cleaning? So how long was that process? So the process took probably I mean it took like probably two weeks. Okay. To That's clean pretty quick. That's pretty yeah, quick. To clean to like know the product that we need, like search everything out and get the product in. In your neighbor or your old friends that you, you knew, yeah. they were your supplier for the yeah, Asahi they, store. Yeah, they were supplying me at that point. And uh, yeah, and that was it. It was like, you know, it took a couple weeks. And then we, I just never forget, like we were just so scared to open. Because me or my wife never worked in a restaurant. So we were like, we don't know what the heck we're doing. We had no sign, okay? We didn't even have a sign. Did you go flyer like all those surf brands or anything? No, like, I didn't. You know what? The funny thing is, is that I didn't tell anybody because I was like, dude, I can't like have all these people come in. We don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> so we'll just slowly take it as it comes. You know what I mean? We knew we just, we knew that if we could just make enough to pay for product, we wouldn't. We didn't have rent to pay. Yeah. And so we'd have to pay for electricity, and we'd have to pay for product. Yeah. So we're like, okay, if we can just get you know so many people in a day and grow it, then yeah. and you, you know, want to get it. We'll get there. You wanted to get it dialed and figure out what you're doing. Yes. And then start promoting. Yes. Right. And so six months into it, I called, you know, Surfing Surfer Magazine. And I said, you know, hey guys, what's up? It's Joe. How you doing? Like, hey man. You were still at Tavik, sorry. No. So, okay, so we'll back up. Mm -hmm. So when we opened Bonsai Bowls, I actually quit Tavik, consulted them on the side, and I actually brought on three under three other companies to consult. Nice. Just so I can pay all my bills. Yeah. So to cover our bills, to cover our rent, our car payments, you know, and to like pay the electricity and just yeah. eat enough. And that's a feat in itself. Yes. You know, yeah. that's a fucking hustle right there. Yeah. So I was consulting a few brands why we opened. And I told my wife, I told myself, like, as soon as we can, like, we make enough money to cover the bills of the store, I'm going to drop everything. Yeah. Go full. full I'll go full. full yeah. Full, full retard. Yes. <laughs> full bar. Bonsai bowls. Full bar. Yeah. Full barn, <laughs> full rebar. Yeah. So and and that's and probably about six months into it, that's what happened. Took you know? it, it was only six months. Yeah, it took about six months to where we are covering our costs okay. of yeah. the shop. Like, and you gotta remember, we're not paying rent, so yeah. it was just the electricity. Yeah. And, and he didn't even ask for like percentage of sales or nothing. Bro, you scored. Yeah, scored. So it was a miracle. That's what I'm telling you. It yeah. was a miracle. Like the Lord opened the door. He, yeah, yeah. He, we prayed. He gave. Yeah. You know, and you know, it's I mean, freaking yeah. That's yeah. And, and then six months into it, I went to. I had a meeting with the magazine, and I said, "Hey, I want to come in and talk to you guys about the new brand I'm working for." Yeah. You know. And they were like, "Okay, well, who is it?" I'm like, "Dude." I'm going to bring you guys lunch and talk to you then. So just make sure everyone's there. Yeah. And so I brought like a dozen bowls into Surfing Surfer and brought them food. And everyone's like, dude, what the hell is this, bro? Yeah. And I'm like, it's good, right? They're like, yeah. Everyone's eating. And then I don't know who it was. Someone asked me, so what is it that you're doing? I'm like, you're eating it. <laughs> what? And I said, you're eating it. 
and I'll be back in six months and you're going to tell me how you're going to give me free marketing, free play. I want to be involved in events and I want to, and you know, if you can throw me some free ads, that'd be great. So you're working like side deals, like, Hey, I'll do some product swap essentially for marketing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. I mean, that's your leverage right yeah. there. That's your collateral. Absolutely. My goal was to literally like, you know, if you think about it, you know this, Jay and Lyndon, contests, all they served you were donuts and bagels. Crappy. Yeah. yeah. Crappy food. You yeah. ate horrible food. Yeah. The worst I, food I think because you got to eat. And it's to say that like pancakes like, you know, grill out the back yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Got you know, so you get a you get a brick in your stomach and you're supposed to go surf, right? Yeah. Like, you know, so I, you know, we wanted to change that. You blew people's minds with that, with serving a, a healthy, delicious food. Yeah. Or hope so. Dude, this yeah. is so. I love it. I, I I can't I can't believe your well, persistence and pulling it off. It's just fu- It's it's pretty phenomenal. It's it is phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, in, in the fact in the fact that like you know so, you, you hear people that like start companies and you know the intern and they work for this you know and they ended up branching out like you didn't have any experience. No. And you had you had the idea, mm-hmm. which was obviously yeah. You know, well, it was a new was everything. No one when we opened bonsai bowls, no one even knew what an acai bowl was. Yeah, there so, was no place going. Hey, yeah, we do all these acai bowls. We're doing like, like this, but better. But you're like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. There is so, no so when did you finally get a sign? <laughs> oh my god, you ready for this? So the funny thing is, is we couldn't afford a sign. So. You know, when you see all these lit up signs, those are eight to ten grand. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And we didn't know that because we started. Me and my wife started call, calling sign companies, and they're like, "Yeah, what are you looking for?" I'm like, hey, "This is what we need. We need a lit up sign because our landlord. I mean, after six months, my landlord was yelling at me, dude. When you getting a sign? I'm like, when I can afford one, bro. I can't afford <laughs> one yet. You know what I mean? And he would. He gave us some numbers to call, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it'd be like." eight, 10 grand. I'm like, dude, we don't have eight to 10 grand, you know? And so literally, this is what's great. We prayed about getting a sign. Okay. (laughs) This is what's funny. And it's so killer to this day. So my wife was like, we need a sign, man. Our landlord is getting pissed. I'm like, I know he is, but what are we going to do? You know? And I'm like, you know what? Hey, Let's pray that we find someone willing to work with us to get a sign, right? So that worked I, with that. Yeah, <laughs> with the lease. It worked. It, it's what made it happen, right? So I had to go back to yeah. it, and you know, we we asked the Lord, hey, send us someone that's willing to work with us. Well, I was off. See, all our honey and bee pollen in our stores is but is from a bee farm, so I don't buy store bought honey. If you look at our honey, it's really dark brown honey, and I get it from a bee farm and all our bee pollen. So I was actually at our beekeepers picking up honey and my wife called me and said, Joe, you're not gonna believe this. Jesus sent us a sign guy. And I'm like, (laughs) what? She goes, yes, you're not gonna believe this. When you get here, I'll give you his name and his card and you need to call him. I'm like, all right, cool. Okay, great. So I, I pick up our honey. I get back to the shop. I'm like, all right, who's the sign guy? She goes, here's his card. His name is Jesus. (laughs) 
I'm not even joking, dude. His name is Jesus. And I'm like, what? And she goes, Joe, this guy came in and he just started a sign his sign business. He was working for this big sign company. And he, he's looking for like and he's, yeah, so he's, he's screwed around. He's you, but a sign guy. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yes. And she's all. He came in and he said, "Just give your husband my card and tell him I'll work with you guys." And I'm like, "Okay." So I call the guy and I go, and he goes, "Hello." And I go, "Is this Jesus?" And he's like, "Yes, this is Jesus." I'm like, "Jesus, bro, I hope you're the answer to my prayers." And he's like. What? I'm all, we need a sign, man. And we've been praying, and the Lord sent us you, Jesus. So come on, bro. What do we got here? And he was like, okay, well, this is the deal. I can do your sign for 3200 bucks. Wow. I'm like, Jesus, I don't have 3200 bucks. Can I pay you in a two payments? Yeah. yeah. I'm all, can I pay you, like, you know, couple in a couple payments? And he was like, yes, I'll work with you. And I was like, perfect. So he built our sign, <clears throat> and I actually told the guy, listen, dude, because of you and working with us, I am going to tell everyone I know, whoever I know that needs a sign, I'm going to refer, I'm gonna refer you. Yeah. Dude. And dude, like, not let alone does Jesus still make all my signs, even in Hawaii and all our stores here, but I introduced them to like this gentleman who owns like 30 Subways. Subway ended up taking them. Bunk, nothing bunk cakes. Yeah. I introduced him to the owner of that. Yeah. They see. use them. They're huge. They're franchised yeah. everywhere. And dude, like the guy to this day, he does our sign. He doesn't even want to charge me. He bought his own building in Santa Ana. Owns oh, his sweet. own building. His own employees. And he's like, dude, I owe everything to you. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I owe everything to you. You yeah, gave you us gave a, chance. a chance. Yeah. You were willing to work with us. And give me a chance to make us a sign. And I told you, dude, I would refer everybody. Dude. And so. You hear that, people? It's all about being cool and giving somebody a chance. Absolutely. I'm honestly getting choked up right now. <laughs> dude, that's freaking so amazing. Yeah. And that, I mean, that just goes to show, like, I mean, whew, obviously, you know, the power of prayer, but yes. also just being persistent and treating people right. And, and not giving up. And I mean, you can just absolutely you can, you can check. You can check like ten boxes right now. Absolutely. You know, you didn't have didn't you didn't have all the you know resources. No. And you did what it took. Yeah. And you asked, and, and you shall receive. Exactly. And, Heavy. and and we prayed, man. I prayed hard, and and it's and it's crazy to think, but you know what? What's crazy is the blessings didn't stop there. Like yeah, because like you know. Every time we open a store, we don't try to force it. Yeah. It's like a natural thing. If it happens, yeah. great. So, if not, you know. Cut back for one second. So you, you, you've got your sign. You guys are starting to kill it. The, the community, all the brands are starting to go to your, right? All yeah. the brands are finding about it. Yeah. You know, more and more people are going to it. So when did you like, how many months did it take to where you're like, wow, babe, we're, we're doing it. We're yeah. killing it. Like, you know what? So our first year, all we did was save every penny we had. And I don't know, four days from the day we opened our first store, we opened our second in Laguna. 
Within one year. One year, exactly. Oh, Laguna, we're at Laguna Beach. Yeah. Uh, right by Laguna Servants Four, across the street from Wahoo's, right there. You okay. got you got free rent for a year. No, but we, <laughs> no, but we negotiated a killer deal. Across the street from Hot Wahoo's. Yes. Okay. And by and by then that was the second store. Yes, a second store. But by then you're able to like show numbers and progress and say, yeah. hey, you know, since conception. We've increased sales month over month, and this is going to be. Yeah. Did you go to Union Bank for the loan? <laughs> you, yeah. you, you went no. by Union Bank. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't take a loan. At this point, we were like, you know what? We're going to use our money. Yeah. To open the second store. To open the second. To open our second store. Yeah. And God. you know, and we did. And then <clears throat> the next store was Huntington. You know, and it's funny because. I actually had opportunities to go on Main Street, but I didn't want to go on Main Street. Because I remember when I lived in Huntington and, and a lot of the boys I hung with. Pete's. Yeah. Yeah. Pete's Mexican food. Yeah. I was like. Love Pete's. No one in the summertime, a lot of guys, the boys don't want to go to Main Street. Yeah. But we'll go to Pete's Mexican food on Fifth Street. Did, didn't I just say that? I yeah. I on Main Street. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted to be on, on Fifth Street. Yeah. I was like, I want to be on Fifth Street. All the rad, cool little surf shops were always on Fifth Street. Yeah, checked in. Was yeah. Just like that building you're in is insane. I know. Yeah. I love really? it. So, I love it. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah, we found Fifth Street and, and opened that. And, I mean, we opened all the stores with our own money. We don't have partners or investors. It's just me and my wife. And right now, we have about 186 employees. Wow. And then come spring and summer, we're usually in about, we're usually around 260. Holy Dude. smokes. Because last it's, summer it's, was like 263. Yes. I heard five hands touch every ball. Yes. So basically, the thing is, is this. We we didn't even need, need to look at your <laughs> Dude, questions, bro. You know what? My investigative <laughs> reporting over here, I got lots of questions. Too. Dude, this is like. Yeah. No. I but, I mean, the thing, you know, it's funny is that, like, just like the, you know, like, can we agree the Borspar market's going through a change? Yeah. You know, my business, you know. The, the business of acai bowls is changing. A lot of competitions popped up. and Well, it's not even about the competition. It's how they're making it. Yeah. See, the main, the main ingredient to your bowl is the blended smoothie part. Yeah. The added is the granola and the fruit, right? Yeah. And your bowl wouldn't be good if you didn't have the blended in it. Yeah. And all these places. Are I, fillers I can, that just yes. get away. So all these places around every store, I don't know of one that blends and makes your bowl like we do with real acai packets. A lot of places are either using a yogurt machine or they're using sorbet to make your bowl, which is nothing but fillers and stabilizers and all this crap. Not one place in Huntington, Orange County, all these places, they're all trying to turn it into fast food. Yeah. See, we've always believed we were a fast casual. Like, we're not fast food. We'll try to make it as fast as we can. But we are going to give you the best product we can. And, you know, I'll be honest. Our number one complaint is people say it takes too long. Yeah. And... But the thing is, is that... And they don't answer the phone when I try to call it in. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm not going to say which location, but, you know... I can take you a can guess. You probably figure it out. I can take a guess. <laughs> they're probably like 200 bulls deep Yeah, you're calling. And they're For like, sure. dude, we got to take care of the 200 bulls in front of us. <laughs> so, 
Good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, I mean, yeah, There's another that's good the name. Bulls Deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep it PG, bro. I know. Sorry. Yeah. We don't want to get in trouble. <clears throat> but, yeah. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, that's, like, the deal. And, you know, the thing is, is I, you know, I told you earlier, my dad works here. So, my dad started working for us probably seven years ago, you know, because I would you know, help my parents out. When I started making money, I was like, okay, I'm going to help my parents. Yeah. And one day my mom called me and she said, Joe, your dad's coming to see you. Don't you say no. And I was like, <laughs> what? You do. I was like, what? What? Everything all right? And she's like, everything's fine, but your dad's coming. I was like, okay. My dad shows up. He's like, hey, you know, I want to talk to you. I'm like, all right, what's up? Well, I can't just take your money. You can't just give me money. You know, I appreciate it. We, of course, appreciate it. We want to make it, you know, but, you know, you got to give me a job. You got to let me work. You need me. And I'm like, I do? <laughs> I'm like, well, what are you thinking? And he's like, you know, I can come in and I can touch up paint and I can fix these little things and, you know, let me do it. I can, you, you do need this. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I do need it. Yeah. You know? And so... Anyways, I told my dad, okay, well, you're not working five days a week. You can work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's it. You know? And he was like, all right. <laughs> so I'm actually the most blessed guy because I get to see my dad, you know, yeah. a few days a week. My kids get to see their grandfather. Yeah. They love him. You know, this is a family business and my kids are always here in the office and you know, and they see my dad all the time, dude. And like, what more can you ask for? You I, <clears throat> man, like I said, I was pretty choked up a little bit earlier. And your story is like pretty amazing. It's it's unique. It, it's, I, I can't believe you guys were so persistent and passionate about it. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> It's, you know, I mean, all I can tell you is, is that obviously we have, if we want something, we have to be persistent about it, Yeah. you know, and, and at the end of the day, we gave it to the Lord, man, like yeah. who's more powerful than that? I mean, you know, and, you know, I believe the Lord knows our heart and knows what we want yeah. and, you know, and we were willing to give it, you know, and, and also the, you know, I believe like. When I say the Lord knows your heart, like, dude, like, we don't take advantage of what we have. Yeah. You know, we we constantly give back. We work with multiple charities and from employees to other people. Yeah. We help out, you know. Let's, and Let's talk about that. So, so you you, uh, you mentioned you have you have seven doors? Yes. And let's talk about where they're at. You have one, two in Hawaii. Two in Hawaii. So where are they at in Hawaii? We have one at Sunset Beach. Okay. And we have one in Haleiwa. Okay. Which awesome. we just opened this last summer. Right across the street from Surf and Sea. Awesome. So Thanks to Rip Curl. This, is the 17th and Irvine one still there? Yes. Okay. And then you have one... So we have 17th Irvine. Then Laguna Beach was the second one. Laguna Beach. Third was Huntington. Okay. Third was Huntington. Fourth was San Clemente. San Clemente. The fifth one was... Blackies, Newport okay. Beach Pier. Yep. And then the two in Hawaii. So that's our seven stores. Yep. Uh, any plans of more or? 
Um, yeah, we definitely plan on opening more stores. Mm -hmm. I think we're in a time of like right now, you know, what we've, what we've always done over the years is we'd open two stores, take a year off to deal with what we have mm -hmm. and then go back at it. And we're at that point where I think what we're going to do is we're actually going to take a couple years off from opening another store. We just launched an app. So actually, if you go download the Bonsai Bowl app, you can actually order your bowl. It tells you, hey, come pick it up in 20 minutes. It'll be there. You just walk up to the front of the line. Sick. And, you know, and then we're going to also, there's actually some new equipment that can speed up our process, but we're not going to change the way we blend bowls. Yeah. So blending is going to be the same, but there's some new equipment that it can actually knock off a couple a few minutes we actually believe it'll knock anywhere from three to five minutes off producing a bowl so nice. we're going to reinvest in all our stores i mean you know you have seven stores and and one refrigerator costs six grand yeah times seven stores so you know we have more than just one refrigerator to buy right like we got all these things we gotta we want to purchase yeah to improve our pace so that's going to happen at the Pretty much after the new year, we're going to more efficient. So, yeah, we're gonna start working on. We're gonna. So you're listening gonna, to the you know the consumers and and, and yeah, absolutely. You know we're not. The thing is this: like we're never gonna change what you produce. The product we produce. Of course. Like, I mean, that's unfortunate. Your lifeline. That's yeah. your lifeline. That's well, your that's your DNA. That's everything about. You know what? The what thing, you guys, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is this: it's like, you know, it's like I go in my stores and if I see my employees not making the product like if like let's say they make too much right and there's leftover product in the blender it actually really like upsets me mm -hmm. because i grew up where there was times the church brought us groceries and so it really like upsets me when i see like we're wasting product yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so, as a business owner and personally from yeah. your experience, like, yeah, yeah that's, coming and, from and nothing, it, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It, and it I'm the same really way with, bothers me. Yeah, I'm the same way with my, my kids. kids. Oh, dude, I freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's like you didn't finish. You didn't yeah. finish that. Like, oh, dude, we always finished everything. Absolutely. You should, go, you should go eat fried chicken with this guy. <laughs> Sounds good. This guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> looks like the cartoon. Just like there was cart. No, there's. Only a bone left. Wait, the gristle's the best <laughs> part. Yeah. The gristle's the best yeah. part. Yeah. That's heavy. I don't think I can do the cartilage. <laughs> so, going back to it, uh, you have seven stores, seven locations. You employ up to 200 and... Up, you know, in the spring and summer, we're around two... Well, anywhere from... Well, this last spring and summer, we're around 200 and... Almost sixty, somewhere right there. That's so something. amazing. Yeah. And are you um, providing? Uh, it's full time, some full time, some part time. Yeah. So each store has a few full timers, which you know we give them paid vacations, insurance, all yeah. this stuff. You know, we're a family. Yeah. So like, our managers are literally like we're tight. Yeah. yeah. So we, you know, we have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We do fun things. We have a good time. Yeah. That, that's what we love about our show and like we were telling you earlier we, we talk to surf shops and not talk about business but talk about how they're integral to the community Absolutely. And you're doing the same thing you know you're 
You're supplying lifelines to to people that are stoked to work for you, you know? Yeah. You know, they're... So they can afford to pay their bills, you know? And and insurance, like, that's insane. Because it costs you money to pay for insurance. It costs you... Absolutely. A lot of money to run a business. Yeah, so. and it, and it's not and you know it's not cheap and I mean and you know though we have, you know though we've been blessed to be growing every year. I mean this year, you know was challenging. Yeah, we had a half of December, January, February, March rain. Rain. It was you know ugly. I mean, come on, you you're in sales, guys. It like, hurt. You know how bad that was. The weather yeah. affects <laughs> everything. It yeah. does. And you're in, in the same places that we're at. Exactly. So you, you, your challenges are the same challenges yeah. that we have. We had, a, we had a gnarly challenge this year, you know. And, yeah. and, you know, when it's just us, you know. And people ask us, you know, you know, people ask us if we want to franchise or sell the business. You know, we're a family. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, to be honest, my son, my, my seven-year-old, you know, my wife called me. And she like, you know, is emotional, calls me and I'm like, what's wrong? Everything all right? She's like, you're just not going to believe this. I'm like, what? She goes, you know, your son, they asked him at school, like, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want to be, you know, when you grow up? And he said, I just hope I'm lucky enough to work with my dad at Bonsai Bowls. Woo! See, I'm like, that is everything. Dude, this boy's going to take it over, bro. Like, yeah. you know, and you know what? I mean, come on, think about it. Like. How, you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, we're here all the time. Our kids are here. They love it. All my, like, Why our, would you change it? our management, our people in our office, like, those are like my kids' aunts and uncles. Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, you know, my auntie this and uncle this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. we love it and they love it. You know, and when we go and <clears throat> when we do events and we serve bowls, you know, they're there. look and see if you see my kids serving bowls. They'll yeah, be yeah. behind there. And they are psyched to be behind the booth and like help serve. They're bowls. psyched yeah. to be at the beach and these skate events and everything, meet yeah. all the pros. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they know what what it's all about. They do, yeah. dude. They they are smart. It. But you do, yeah. you guys do. I mean, you do a ton of team riders and stuff, and it seems like yeah. I was looking at the list in, in yeah, almost yeah. every location. You have a few, a you local, know, local yeah, team runs. riders and stuff. Yeah, which, it's very important. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, is that you know. We have these stores and you got to have local guys, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. we have our big athletes we pay and then we have our local athletes and, you know, who, we have a who, few layers. Who are your big athletes? Griffin Cole Pinto. Sick. Uh, Tatiana Weston Webb, Mason Ho. Um, Jay Larson? <laughs> Wait, now you're talking? We can work some deals, you know, you know we have... You know, hey, remember that one time I did that layback on like a seven point three? That was like a nine point five. Yeah, dude. see, you got ripped. That's you got I've been telling everybody my whole career. I got ripped <laughs> off on that store, bro. Exactly. I was like bumping you up, dude. Yeah. But they, you know, it's always the man bringing you down, dude. <laughs> we did talk a lot about surfing, and we're pretty much gonna have to cut it off pretty soon here because no my computer battery is. I didn't bring my plug and I didn't. No problem. No, we're not we were at 100%. We're running until the battery's out, bro. We're at 19 yeah. we're, we're at 19% left. Beautiful. Right? I which love that. is, we're at two hours and four minutes. Linden bro. Oh, wow. It. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we got a few more questions, but. Um, okay, powered up. I mean, one, wow. one's probably the number one question we're going to get asked or you'll get asked. What's your number one selling bowl? Oh. 
can, do you even know? Do you, like, do you guys keep tallies? I mean, obviously. I mean, know. to be, you know what's crazy is people ask us that all the time. Yeah. But every location per- is a different bowl. Yeah. Like, Huntington, to be honest, we sell the most bonsai bowls in Huntington. Yeah. But then you come over to Costa Mesa, it's the Shark's Cove. Yep. You know, you go to Laguna, it's the Maui Sunrise. Like, wow. You know, that's cool. Yeah, it's like every location. So you know, all is the, different. The, the menu is dialed because they all do well. Yes. Yeah. It's, it constantly changes. And I you mean, have, now that I remember, you have broke the mouth too, right? I closed it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes. I, I ate there a couple it. times. Just did you? Know. Oh, yeah. thanks, dude. Yeah. How did you like it? I loved it. Did you? It yeah. was fresh all the time. That was my problem. That's why I closed it. I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. It was too hard chasing fresh fish every day. That's yeah. the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. It's impossible. It's yeah. impossible. It really is. You can't overdo yourself. No. You know, you got to focus because a lot is riding on yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's you know. It's better to... It's, it's crazy. It's like, you know, it's funny is, you know... You look at, like, my last year and a half has been probably the gnarliest since we started. Hmm. And because the last year and a half, like, we started working on a store in Haleiwa. Yeah. Okay? And then we bought a home and completely gutted and remodeled the whole thing. Which is a whole other job. Yes. And I was there (laughs) at that house from 5 a.m. to, like, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night every day for almost six months. And then we're building our store in Hawaii at the same time. Then in our lease for our Laguna store, we had to remodel it. So I had to remodel that store. I built a commercial kitchen in my warehouse and we were building an app. So this last year has been the craziest year. Like, and then we got hit with the horrible weather, right? So we not let alone dropped our entire nut on all this building but then bam you get hit yeah yeah. you know and you can't predict the weather yeah you can't predict it as we as we know last last spring sucked yes sucked it was Um, heavy well i mean going back to like your roots on you know having not a lot of money opening the shop with just pretty much what was in there and then now you're building out these new stores like the aesthetics is pretty awesome. Like you're using a lot of like kind of vintage product, a lot of like yeah. reclaimed, which is kind of trending right now. But the way you guys did, it doesn't look like it's cookie cutter. Like it looks very like authentic to yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, you know, we just, I, you know, I just want us to be who we are. Yeah. And to be honest, growing in Whittier, my dad had, he always had old cars. Yeah. And he would rebuild an old car keep it for a little bit, sell it, and then work on another old beater. And between that and, you know, loving surfing and skateboarding and and I love Americana, yeah. you know? Like I love, you know, when things were made in America back in the, you know, back 40s, the 50s, yeah, 60s, 60s, and they lasted, you know what I mean? And so that's why... You know, you come in my office or you go in some of these stores and you see old things. That's yeah. that's just us. It's, you know? it's almost like a little like, you know, throwback, you know, for sure. Like with all the nostalgic like pieces, but a lot of eclectic stuff too. That's really cool. Like you obviously, I don't know where you found a lot of the stuff, but it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm a junker. 
<laughs> Dude, so, we're fine. We're at sixteen percent, Lyndon. We got a good ten minutes left. So chill. So you um, don't get mad, man. So you 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 sponsor West Coast Boy Riders Club. Yes. Right? Yes. Did you know that we're the official podcast partner of the West Coast Board Riders Club? I did. Okay, I cool. do know that. I heard that on one of your podcasts. You yeah. talked about being the official. Yep. Official. We're official. <clears throat> and, I mean, yeah. We, we love what they're doing. And, and we love oh. the sponsors like you and Caliente. And, you know, obviously each club has their yeah. corporate sponsor. But the well, fact that you could go down and have your guys' food. You know what? Way. The thing is I love about it the most, it's... It's community, right? Yeah. It's community and like, you know, I believe surfing can succeed if we get back to that. Yeah. If we get back to that community and and support that. When the board riders first started, I was the first sponsor. Yeah. And I said, I'm in. I love the idea. Right. I know how board riders is in Australia and what it's turned into. And if that can be the dream for this here the community benefits. Yeah. yeah. It, you know? It's crazy how fast it's exploded. Yes. That's just, know, East Coast is doing the same thing now absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's a good sign of, you know, was it needed? For sure. Is absolutely. it a really great concept? Yes. It's not yes. new. It's come from, you know, the Australia, um, you know, culture over there. But, uh, like you said, going back to community and roots and I feel like yes. everybody's just accepting open arms and like sign me up this is awesome yeah and i'm i mean how do you you know I, to me i look at it you know when i started bonsai bulls my biggest thing was events yes because i wanted to be in front of people and and i feel like today it's, a lot of marketing a but... lot of companies don't get in front of people anymore you know it's you got to remember, we're, we're trying to buy that sale, right? And and the way you're buying that sale is, you know, these brands, they pay this money for advertising and, and they're doing it on Instagram and Facebook now and, and all these, and online somehow or another. But like, yeah. if you have a chance to touch one, yeah. right? Yeah. I've always believed if you touch one, you touch 10. Yeah. And that 10, so interaction. touch another 10 or five, yeah. right? It's the it's the chain. It's, it's the authentic marketing because you know you're you're stoked to be a part of whatever event is there, and that's why you're there. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? But I've I've always been a proponent of organic and authentic and you know and direct even, communication. Absolutely. But even with the fast, you know, like I wouldn't say, you know, the the fast that this world is moving and how everything's instantaneous, people could read through like kind of. The bullshit. Like the bullshit and totally. the trends. Like they're always chasing, oh, here's a new trend. And it's like, it doesn't need to be that complicated. No. You know, like no. you are putting out a great product and you just want to surround yourself at great events that people are going to be stoked to be, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a chance to give back to our, yeah, yeah, you know, our that, patrons, the ones that come in and actually buy. Yeah. You know, they come to an event. I mean, when we do an event, you know, I never wanted to just be there for breakfast or just be there for lunch. Our thing is we show up in the morning, we feed all the staff, we feed every competitor, we feed their family, and we go till 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. 
Yeah. We're there all day. Yeah. Oh, I've seen yeah. how heavy those uh, those those coolers are. You're you're leaving. Oh, yeah. Those things are empty. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. I saw John at one of the events, and he was like, "Yeah, we had to get you know trucked in to get dropped off oh, all the coolers, and then for sure, yeah, they're they're a lot of work. Yeah, you know? it is, and you know, I mean, each event we do, we I mean, we're giving out probably a minimum of at least five hundred bowls. Damn. Some yeah. double that. Yeah. Because, you know, people have seven, I, like your son, <laughs> or like, you know, you have two, or and we don't mind, though. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, it, I mean, to be honest, when I see the kids frothing, yeah. or even adults, when they can't believe they get one, yeah. it's like, dude, grab one. Man. Uh, really? Yeah. I can have one? Of course you can have one. They're like, oh, my God. You know, they trip yeah. out. They're, They're super, excited. Super appreciative, yeah, for sure. you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's so amazing. I mean, the, have you surfed the wave pool yet? I Kelly's, the the wave pool. There's not the Kelly's wave. There's pool. lots of wave pools. Are you inviting me? I would love to invite you. I'm in. <laughs> I think you need to do a bonsai day. I did not do that one, but I just surfed. <laughs> I know you, I saw. That's why I was leading up to like. You know, we've had a great partnership with Rip Curl. You know, and we've been. You know, what's funny is when we first started Bonsai Bowls, the first year, one of our first events we did was the Rip Curl Ground Search. Nice. And we just showed up, gave away bowls, right? And then after a few years, we became the title sponsor, and we've been the title sponsor of the Rip Curl Ground Search for years now, you know? And, I mean, they do such a good job with that series. For sure. And it's so killer to see the kids. They're very competitive, yeah. and to see the drive in them wanting to win this and take this thing out, you know? And so this year the championships was in Waco at yeah. the BSR ranch. I actually got a couple hours that, you know, I gave our team riders and then me and my boys got an hour and then actually rip curl hooked us up with an hour. So got to surf that thing. It's, Super it's, fun, cr- huh? yeah, it's, crazy like i left wanting way more than i got yeah larson you know? surfed it before yeah super fun isn't it yeah great great package like atmosphere like best pool day but you're surfing which is totally weird yeah yeah because you could yell at your friends you're 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 it's very hands-on i guess you know very absolutely yeah. it's you're, crazy uh, i mean and to be honest like i was so surprised how that thing can slam you to the bottom <laughs> I mean, dude, it's straight concrete, yeah. you know? And I was like, oh my God. I think it was like my fourth or fifth wave smashed the front end of my nose, just got obliterated from hitting the bottom. <laughs> yeah. You it's, know? It's I got hurt at Kelly's pool twice. Did you? Yeah. Oh my God. Stitches and then almost no sliced way. my fucking face. Yeah. You're kidding. No, no. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. He's injury prone though. People have dislocated shoulders and stuff. Oh, like. yeah. I'm sure it's happened at wave. I believe too. it now. Yeah. Well, actually, a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine, before I went out there, I knew he surfed it. I'm like, dude, how was it? He goes, bro, be careful. Land flat. Yeah. I hit my head, and I got a concussion for a few days. Wow. out. I'm like, you're kidding me. He goes, yeah, so just, yeah, dude, be careful. Yeah. I was like, all right, glad you told me. And then I get there, and I'm like, dang, dude, this thing can slam you, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's got more... Punch than yeah. you really think it would, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's it's, it's fun. Yeah, for All sure. Right. What do you think? We got to cut this off. All right, batteries wearing out. I think we're coming to an end. I yeah. think we've really Joe. had a great conversation with you, Joe. And thanks for opening up to us and all Thank of our you. listeners. And 
I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, hard work and dedication and not giving up and, and, and the power of prayer and just believing you know, yourself. Yeah. Yes. Making it happen. That, yeah. Well, thank you. You made, you made a phenomenal it. dream come true. Well, and you're giving back. We're, we're chasing it. Yeah. Chasing it every day, you know. Keep the dream alive. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I do have one more thing. Yes. Yeah. I'd like to thank our veterans. Yes. Oh, yeah. Today is Veterans Day. I'd yeah. really like to thank all our veterans. Because of them, we're here. Yeah. yeah. We have this freedom we enjoy. Freedom. You know, that freedom allows us to chase our dreams, right? Yeah, that's so it. It's I'm very about. thankful for our veterans. We are. Just thank wanted you. to throw yeah. that out there. It Joe. Is. I am so impressed with what you've done with Bonsai Bulls. It's it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's a great American a, dream story. A kid from fucking Whittier. Yeah, Whit. Hey, Whittier's awesome. Left, you know, kid that left, <laughs> home, left at home at 16 years old, bought a house of Mexico at 16 years old. Yeah. Mowing lawns, yeah. paying a thousand bucks a month, pulling that off, yeah. right? Yeah. No school. You graduated high school. Grinding it mom... out in the action sports industry. You want to know what's crazy? In my warehouse, I still have my original edger I used to mow yards with. <laughs> I do. It's amazing. It's like my reminder of, hey, this is yeah. where, where you come I, from? I come from and I love it. Yeah. Because yeah. I used to go around, knock on doors. I'll mow your front and backyard for 10 bucks, and I'll edge it for 15 You know? Yeah. And I used to push a lot more and tie a rope onto the edger and drag the edger behind me. <laughs> On your skateboard? <laughs> no, walking up and down the streets. <laughs> yeah. I would walk so far, man. Oh my gosh. I'd be gone. So, from Ed Sakel to Emu to Tavik to Bonsai Bull. Yeah. It's a great American story. It uh, was. It congratulations. Was, thank you. Congrats. Yeah, thanks for, for uh, employing 260 people a year. Oh, yeah. You know, that's summertime. And getting, that's huge. And getting people, you know, eating healthy at the same time, you yeah. know, experiencing like, yeah. hey, there's, there's different ways to fuel your body. Well, you know what the thing is, is we're just trying to be the best at what we do. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, no one's perfect, but I will tell you this being a kid who grew up in Southern California and my dad would take me to In N Out Burger. I look at that and I go, hey, if I can just be around as long as they were, be family owned, and like give the best product that we can, then that's all we're gonna, that's what we're shooting for. You know what I mean? And if my kids can grow in this and learn it and love it, then hey. What's what's the uh, the new app? How How do you download the new app? Just go to Android or Apple, go to uh, search apps. Bonsai Bowl. Bonsai Bowls. You'll see our app. And basically, you download it. It's like Uber, right? You put your info in there. On our side, we see like the last four numbers of your credit card, so yeah. we don't see everything. But you put it in there. You pick the location. You can order your bowl, and then you can save your favorite bowl. So then each time, all you got to do is hit it, and it'll just order your and can you do a specific time, like, hey, you know, first available, like, I'm coming now, or can you reserve it for a later time? Well, no, it's more like we tell you the time. So when you place the order, it automatically tells you when it's you can be pick ready it up. This, 15 this minutes. Okay. Yeah. It's usually Perfect. usually the app right now is around 15 to 20 minutes. That's cool. That's what it always says. I'm downloading it right now. Yeah. Joe Bard. Yes. Bonsai Bull. Amazing. 
Thank Killer you. story. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. sharing yeah. it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the Pacific Keep up too. the good work. Oh, yeah, those Pacific Coast were good. We love Bonsai Bowls. Bonsai Bowl out! You. <laughs>Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.